so in all this crazy house hunting stuff, like me and Jen have talked about, like, oh, things you'd like to do, et cetera, et cetera. Like I, and I guess one of the things she was looking up was like little dumb things you can do to your house to like increase security without actually installing a security system. It's like, hey, if you fly an American flag, you can do that. I'm like, or I could build a giant sign, like a giant um, flag post and declare piracy on the neighborhood. And she goes, yeah, yeah, you could, I guess. <laughs> Build some trebuchets and ballistas and put them in your front yard. No, I just want a giant pirate flag hanging over my house. Just a declaration of piracy. Don't go to that house, Jimmy. What? That's that's the pirate house. But but the people there look so nice, do they? I'm pretty sure he's a hacker because whenever we look at him using his computer, he's wearing a beanie. He's just the guy in the skull t-shirts and the. Uh... Pirate bandanas look so friendly. He's just throwing axes at something in the backyard yeah. all the time. I think, I think Timmy's assessment of character is very poor. I it's, it's, so's it's, mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and she's like, it, it's gone. It's gone from hey, I want this like giant flagpole with a pirate flag onto it to like what I really want is to like recreate a mast from a ship with multiple pirate flags and a variety of other things and like a hanging skeleton. And I want that dead outside my house. Are you going to get some of those cages that skeletons go in? I will make and, uh, those cages. Yeah. Like one of the first things I will buy once I have a place of my own is a welder. Are you going to go full? Um, uh, what's the pirate from, is it Thomas two in, uh, Uncharted 4 with the fucking bomber zombie things in the front yard. That That's a little too far for me. I don't want people to break into my house and go, oh shit, is this the mystical part of this robbery? Oh cool, it wasn't the mystical part of this robbery. <laughs> I am so in on it. Is this the mystical part of this robbery where I have to figure out the mechanics of this yeah. fantasy universe I have apparently been hurled into? They were doing... This <laughs> This robbery was going real good. Then some fantasy elements showed up. Fuck, this was almost a good robbery. Ah, oh, shit. There was just a fucking ooze just chilling in the rafters that fell on Tom. That last robbery... So now he's nothing but acid and, like, just blender. That last robbery fucking demon hallucinations. One before that, like... Fucking yetis and people that were immortal showed up. Before that, apparently, uh... Fucking Eldorado's <laughs> full of zombies. Man, Fuck this thievery. <laughs> Do you really have Shambhala in your basement? Is that what you're protecting? Is that my takeaway here? I cannot confirm or deny my access to Shambhala. Uh, <laughs> on a side note, Do I you may also or may not have all of uh, Marco Polo's riches in your basement. Well, that's a given, but. That's a given? I do, after all, have much gold. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast episode 76. Uh, I am back from the Shadow Realm from which I was banished to last week. Mm -hmm. uh, I have we returned. made him duel against Pegasus. Yes, uh, I had to pull out my Beyblades. 
and uh, we battled it out. In don't the reference of things you don't know what they are that me and Jeff just talked about before the <laughs> podcast. You don't get cherry pick our dark knowledge of terrible uh, early two thousands kids anime cartoons. Excuse me, I was originally challenged to a Bay Bay Beyblade battle. This by, just raises uh, more questions about whether or not you knew what you accepted. I knew is those little spitty things that you like rip cord and they battle in the little arena. Yeah, you I had no idea there were like demon beasts inside that shit. No, I didn't know there were demon beasts in that shit because I don't know anything else about the fact that there's spinning tops that you battle and hope for the best that physics is on your side. You could like straight mess someone up in the real world because they had like giant metal blades on the outside that you could sharpen and use to fuck a person's day up pretty bad. I definitely sliced a shoe into shreds with one once. <laughs> I feel God. like this start is like that one picture on the internet of Red from the show, that 70s show, and his wife asked him, Red, do you think I'm pretty? So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to fight. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's kind of how this works. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> Off to a screaming argument. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess we should probably do intros other than the fact that I said what podcast we're on. Uh, I am, of course, Alex, a.k.a. Heinous Mave, a.k.a. Uh, I don't know, what other nicknames do I have? Horse Not mask. the Beyblade Master, apparently. Yeah, yeah. the Beyblade Master, uh, a.k.a. Horse Face. I said Horse uh, Mask. Horse Face, horse I mean, that Sarah your Jessica words, not Parker? mine. Yeah, <laughs> the Sarah Jessica Parker look right there. Yeah. Um, and I am, of course, joined by uh, Jeff, a.k.a. Invader Gur, did I say that right this time? Because I yep. feel like I butchered it last time. Close enough. Yeah. Get better this time. And of course, Charlie, aka Mordak, aka the Destiny uh, hardcore man no. of this team, I guess. Someone on X, someone on PSN uh, pronounced my name correctly the other day, and I was so happy. I'm like, oh, you were born after a certain point in time. <laughs> <laughs> You've encountered Leet speak at least I, once in your life. You understand the four is an A. You're not a fuckwit. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, I'm back. I am back from the Shadow Realm in which I was sent to. Uh, these guys I, I know still love the, the fact was. that we got stuck explaining what that was a reference to. <laughs> <laughs> Before this podcast, you were like, yeah, it's a thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's not where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> Let me sit you down here and tell you where this comes from. Let me tell you about how much better your childhood was that you don't know what this shit was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes, uh, I have returned. I am back. I battled many foes, and you know who I didn't get a chance to battle in my Beyblade battle situations? You're, you're mixing shitty kids franchises, FYI, but continue. No, the real Sephiroth. Kevin Smith, was it? XX, the real Kevin Smith, XX, XX or 69X. Yeah. Who has yet to ever make appearance ever again. So, just calling it like I see it. Man, we've been like 20 episodes free without you calling someone out for something. Like, I was hoping that streak would continue for a little longer. Uh, oh, no, don't worry. It's coming back. We're calling people out. But, yay. uh. Yeah. So, Woo! yeah. And then, so I'm back. So. Let's uh let's dive into some intros uh, or at least what, what what's your what's your week like, us. Jeff? My Jeff, week you start? was <laughs> very my week was very short. Um, I wound up doing a whole bunch of stuff like after work, so because of that, I wound up like just not 
being alive or doing anything. Um, so I did a lot of, I went to swing dancing and I went to hockey. Um, and the, probably the most important, like, nerd game stuff is I did a conspiracy draft with some friends, which is the format that's meant for drafting. And uh, I had back a bottle up, of Telemo. Back up, back up, Yep. What's a conspiracy draft? So conspiracy is a set in magic. Okay. And that, you, you know what, you understand what drafting is, yes, right? Yes. I, I, I thought you were like picking famous conspiracy theories from like over time or something. <laughs> and like throughout the year, how many times they got referenced in major local news, you got a point at the end of oh, yeah. the season. It was like, okay, who picked the latest, who picked the best crazies? I have to play a card that begins with J, one that begins with F and one that ends with K. Basically. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Not quite, but um, we did that, and um, we did what's called powering a cube, which uh, when you have your own cards that you continuously redraft, it's called a cube. And okay. powering it means you get proxies of the Power 9 cards, and you hand them out beforehand or mix them in. So it's possible to play with, like, a Black Lotus or a Time Walk or these cards that no one can fucking afford. Um, so we got some really nice proxies of it and we got to play with that. So that was a ton of fun. And I drank a lot of Telemore Dew. Um, and then after that, I got the teeny weensiest bit further in Persona 3. Um, cause I didn't have much time. Yeah. So that pretty much actually brings you up to speed with my week. <laughs> huh. So I guess that's Charlie. Yeah, I... Yep. I'm still playing the Destiny. Um, I got myself wrecked pretty hard in Trials of the Nine. I, I, we're gonna talk about Destiny as our main topic today, so stay tuned for that if you're curious. I got some stuff to say, and I'm sure Alex has some thoughts at this point. I playing a lot of Destiny lately. I, I, I probably successfully broken the 200 hour mark by now. I, I need to check that tracker to see if it does Destiny Two yet to be like how much have I actually played. I need to know. I've been playing too much of that. I, I've also been playing. Uh, so for those who remember the channel, remember that we did a playthrough of Life is Strange, uh, back when it was still come back when it was coming out, back when it was new and fresh. And uh, if you were a fan of that, I'm sure you were wondering if me and Jim would return to um, the sequel slash prequel, Life is Strange: Before the Storm. Well, and we have. It's kind of fucking awesome for all the wrong reasons. Uh, Life is Strange is terrible in the best way possible. It's it's the greatest teen angst simulator ever. I, it's, I will say this, like based off of the initial what that game is versus what the original Life is Strange is, I like Before the Storm a hell of a lot more. But oddly enough, I don't... Th it, they really should call it a sequel, except for the fact it takes place before Life is Strange, because this game would not make sense or be as good as it is if you had not played the original Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Because at least so far, this game has kind of justified, like, some of the relations with some of the people in actual Life is Strange, which would make no fucking sense if you were picking mm -hmm. up at this one. And, like, the biggest change is, um, in the first one, there's just this time travel mechanic, in this one, there's no time travel mechanic. There's, like, a be-a-shitty-teenager mechanic, though, where, like, you just mm -hmm. verbally berate people into doing what you want as a mechanic. Yeah. 
it's it's kind of awesome actually i think it's really well done i it's interesting seeing this kind of thing and uh it, it's a telltale style game it's whatever that genre is called so seeing a system where it's like the mini game is like pick the best insult to throw at someone from a couple options and you're building a gauge to like run them over with your words is kind of cool hmm. it's a nice gameplay flourish for a game that's very much about dialogue yeah. I was gonna say it's kind of sounding a little bit like um, that Telltale game where you're in the fantasy land and you're playing Bigsby Wolf. Yeah. Um, where it's like, yeah, well, alternatively, you could just beat the shit out of this person until they do what you want. Yeah. This is more it's a triggered thing. Like it's it's obviously a mini game mechanic. Hmm. Yeah, it, but it's okay. it's similar in that where it's like, hey, this is actually kind of cathartic and different and like feels appropriate in this situation and. I, it's, oh, so you're playing as Chloe this time around, one of the two main characters from the first game, and it's it's interesting because that game could definitely let you be a better person than I think Chloe is at the start of that first game. So I'm just really enjoying how it's like, no, you can like that game lets you play role play like the shittiest, most like out of control, spiraling, angsty teenager ever, and it's awesome. <laughs> Like, the, the only thing that would make it better if there was, like, a hold-down right trigger to, like, this middle finger your way out of conversations or something. Like, that's all that game needs to be, like, man, you guys fucking nailed it. Give middle finger, walk away. Yeah, like, a, like, a, like a Mass Effect had the, um, Mass Effect 2 had the interruption system. Like, I want to be able, like, I want to hear this dialogue, just pop the bird and back off. Huh. Back out. No, it's cool. Uh, videos will be up soon once I get done editing them. I yeah, I probably the weirdest thing I got up to is I. We ever talked hey. about my fancy gaming controller on the channel? Uh, no. I don't think we've talked about it, but you have told me about it and I've seen it. Yes, I, I have a fancy uh, PS4 gaming controller. I bought it from Scuff for, I think it's Scuff a couple years back, uh, three or four. It's been great the entire time I've had it. If you've never played a game like Destiny with paddles on the bottom instead of some of the buttons, uh, it's very weird going back to temporarily playing without the paddles, I found out. but I, So my controls started malfunctioning on me, and I think I fixed it. There's a whole reset mechanic to which I had no clue that thing had, but huh. like it was causing a bunch of audio. Like The headphones weren't working correctly, and it was having a bunch of input errors and a variety of other weird things were going on. But as part of, like, getting it back up and running, I realized that, like, I had, like, what's kind of cool is it's, it's got some higher-end parts in it. Like, the thumbsticks are a hell of a lot better than the stock thumbsticks. But as a result, like, they will slowly, over time, deform to match your fingers and how you put your thing fingers on them correctly. As part of taking this thing apart and messing around with trying to get it to work, I realized, like, just how much I had worn down, like, the right thumbstick to this weird shape. I'm like holding it. I'm like, shit, that's how I hold the controller. That's kind of super cool. Hmm. But yeah. I never actually bothered to take a controller apart before. And I've done some of that to get this thing up and fixed. And yeah, it, the people at Scuff have been really helpful. They're like, yeah, here, try these things. Whatevs. But yeah, I, if you've never, this is not something, if you're an adult and you have the means to pay for one, I really recommend buying a high end, like, gaming controller if you do a lot of gaming with controllers it's really weird how you're like you'll think it's the super dumb thing to get 
and then you'll get it and you're like oh i i get it now like that's still it, they're still way overpriced but by the end of it it's like i kind of get it i huh but yeah that's me plugging a non-sponsored product i like a lot i guess <laughs> destiny with paddles is so much better with, than destiny without paddles I can oh. jump and aim at the same time. But, yeah, that's about it for my week. I, I've i been watching the new a new Punisher trailer for the new Netflix thing came out, and that thing looks awesome. That's so, right, that came out today, So many it? people die in that trailer. <laughs> All I want from a Punisher show. At least you, Alex, what have you They're been up to? a Punisher show? That's uh, awesome. For Netflix, yeah. It's... Oh. Also, can I jump in a thing after this? Sure. Or go uh, go now. Uh, I say also the latest Persona Four playthrough of Charlie's and Alex's came out today. Yes, and that's I've right. only watched half of it so far, but it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Through the magic of editing, it's awesome. That one, <laughs> little behind the scenes look. Me and Alex stopped playing that one like right at the beginning of when that thing starts, and then took like two weeks off because other stuff happened. Playing other stuff, and then came back, and I'm like, I have no fucking clue what we've already done. <laughs> <laughs> all right so do is it do i go yep yes. go for it okay so um so uh clearly i guess i'll fill in what's happened the last two eh, no, just last week but uh so destiny came out and i've been having a lot of fun playing that which is why it's going to be our main topic this week uh you got some stuff kind to of a, say yeah we got some stuff to say some stuff we got to talk about some things i gotta get off my chest uh, but mainly just kind of praises for the game and how I like it and whatnot. But um... I have less positive things to say. <laughs> wow. The irony. Right? The salt is strong. I'm a veteran Destiny player. Oh, the mines okay. are open. The mine, the salt mines are open, yep. boys. Ah, well, let's see. Um, so, hmm. I've been getting more and more Scorpion and Spider facts from Mandy due to me telling Mandy that Charlie occasionally likes to fill me in on weird little facts. So, thank you for that, Charlie. What you got for more. us? Um, I can't remember anything off the top of my head. I think she mentioned that there's a lot of species that can do the whole... Because you had told me about the asexual reproduction stuff. Yeah. And then she had informed me that, you know those stick bugs? Yep. They're illegal in California for the fact that they're asexually reproduced. Yep. So, because there's no way to population control them. Hmm. Uh, so, they're actually banned. <laughs> so, like, oh, that's interesting to know. Huh. Where are they initially from? Or actually, I, why am I asking you the trivia? Or, you're not Wikipedia. I feel like they're <laughs> like a rainforest I'll Google that. Thing that's originally. on me. I'm sorry, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know I'm in front of a computer, but, Alex, I need you to tell me right now where those <laughs> yeah. bugs from. Alex, you live with Alex. bugs. You must know the answer to this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah. You should um, change your gamers tag to whatever the medical word for bug doctor is. Etnomologist. I'm impressed you knew that. that. <laughs> hey, I he want to has... see a I know who Gil Grissom is. Fair. <laughs> ah, so yes. Uh, so you know the week was going well. Just kind of things are going well, and then uh, I was banished to the shadow realm, where I had to fight a series of enemies in uh, the worst thing is you don't even know what the shadow realm is or how it works. Which makes this I, joke super worse. I don't. But if you if you know 
enough about me, you would know that actually there's a tire, there's a crusade against me because I make references to movies I've never seen. I, I did not know about that, this crusade, but I need say, to join it now. This is a new fact that we oh, just learned because you, you did not. So, do you like just I, say random shit like, "Wow, this is like the holdup scene in Finding Nemo"? No, no, like I'll, <laughs> That's I'll the actually best quote scene. characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, this 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 whole journey and this like crusade. It's a crusade at this point because coworkers are involved and other people and whatnot. The audience so, is something Wicked Studios. The cast is something Wicked Studios. Man, this the, recruitment is really working out. Wish our clan yeah. could recruit so, like this. <laughs> so yeah. So what say ye, Team Alex, consisting okay. of exclusively Alex? <laughs> so so what's been happening is I'll make references to films I've never seen. So. Case in point, I was going to... I forgot where we were heading off to. I think it was Universal Studios uh, that day. And uh, I had made a reference to Seven, where he goes, What's in the box? And then uh, Mandy will say, You know, I can never look at air fresheners the same way again. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know that reference. She's like, But you just quoted the movie. Like, oh, I've never seen it. I just know that scene. And so she's like, You can't quote things you haven't seen. Like, that's not how that works. So, long story short, now there is an entire list of films that I have not seen that people are actively keeping and saying that I can't make references to it until I see those films. Okay, I need to know what else is on this list. You know, it's you're better off asking what's not on the list. What's not on the list? Uh, a lot of cheesy 80s action films. So, Tango and Cash. Uh, I don't think I've seen that one. But like Van Damme movies, stuff like that. Have you have seen Pound of Flesh? Have I seen what? Pound of Flesh. Uh, Doesn't ring a bell. Oh, Van Damme movie. Oh, really? I guess I haven't seen that one. I used to have a bunch of Van Damme films, but I've seen stuff like Double Double Impact, Kickboxer, that really cheesy Street Fighter film. Nothing cheesy about that film. That film is a cinematic masterpiece. I I agree. I love that fucking movie. It it brought us one of the greatest quotes ever. (laughs) I gotta hear this. What is it? I uh, the, the day bison. You can't came... quote it till you see the movie, Alex. I've <laughs> seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> the day bison came to your village was the greatest day of your life. For bison, it was but Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I probably oh. got the day wrong, but that's one of my favorite quotes I use for my own think... purposes. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. It's one of those days. But yeah, uh, so there's this whole tirade that's been going on from pretty much since the beginning of my relationship with Mandy. So. Yeah, that's been going on for a while. Right, we need to step up our game and get physical every time you reference a thing you've never seen. You need to learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I've actually had coworkers gift me films like, you need to fucking watch this. Like, stop what you're doing and watch the goddamn movie so you can make the references at work. Because I swear to God, if I hear you make one reference to this film, then you haven't seen it. Yeah. You know? I, I, I have a very low tolerance for that, but I, I guess linking it back to gaming for a second. When the Switch came out, I kept getting in fights with people that tried to defend the Switch. And, I, and like eventually I'd always ask these people, have you touched a Switch yet? Oh, no. Then shut the fuck up. Well, you haven't touched one. <laughs> Here's a picture of me holding one and giving it the middle finger. Oh, <laughs> maybe you do know what you're talking about. I'm like, y- y- yeah. Uh, like the well, number yeah. of times that happened was a little too high. 
Yep. Here's a picture of me and my buddy Alex playing the damn thing. Here's a video of us trying to set it up. There's no Wi-Fi issues with it. Behold a video of us being like, why the fuck does the Wi-Fi suck? <laughs> oh, I remember that day. Twas a good day. It's not a good day. The Wi-Fi well, sucks. content. Yes. Yeah, so. Bad day, bad day, bad day. It's the day I found. It's the day I went up owning a Switch. A day I'm still not sure how I feel about. <laughs> like every morning, I look at that thing and contemplate just selling it. Uh, but so then, how after would you play? Travis Strikes Back comes out. Yeah, Travis uh, Strikes uh, Back was the first thing. I'm like, maybe I do have a reason for owning this. But if you sold it, how would you play that Rabbids Mario crossover? I, you didn't listen to last week's podcast. I have soured. I did. On, That's why I referenced uh, it. I have soured on that game quite a bit since playing it more. I, I have a long plane uh, ride in my future, which will probably be the death nail for that game. Yeah, you've mentioned that it's it's one of those games that you kind of just like play a little bit and then like ah. But for what it is, considering it uses and I quote Ubisoft's worst franchise. The rabbits. Yeah, it's, that, that, that is definitely the worst franchise they have. Do you quote or do you agree? I quote. I'm kind of indifferent about the rabbits. They're just kind of weird creatures. I, You were never a Rayman fan, were you? No. It, it was hard watching the rabbits just skull fuck Rayman to death. Um, Rayman's back, but I can never look at Rayman without like, like eight rabbits popping up behind him, just holding him down and brutalizing him. It's... It's like the uh, yeah. South Park scenes with Indiana Jones and uh, yeah, the, the, George uh, Lucas. Yeah, except that instead of in, or Steven Spielberg. Except in those cases, Steven Spielberg and Lucas aren't going <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> I gotta cut that little audio clip out. I'm gonna create a soundboard on Mixer, and I'm gonna use that little clip of you just going. <laughs> That's the fucking rabbit impression. <laughs> yell and make dumb fart noises every 10 seconds. Congrats, you've made your own Rabbids game. <laughs> oh. This Rabbids game was made in Audacity. I, I... I... I don't know which ones I hate more, Minions or Rabbids. I think Rabbids because Minions were always stupid, and there's not some game development company out there being like, man, Rabbids are okay right, and I'm like, no, no, they're not. Hey, we're gonna put rabbits in this thing. I, I thought these were gone. Stop it. Hey, we're making a new Rayman mm -hmm. game. Oh, it's in 3D. Cool. I love the 3D Rayman games with these rabbits. I'm watching you, Ubisoft. I'm watching you. And now we're just making a rabbits game. I do not like this. <laughs> oh, and that Rayman game we were making? Yeah, it's a mini game collection. Is it fun at least? It is terrible. And it may or may not contain a glitch that makes it so you can't finish the game. And you're going to fix that, right? No. Operating as intended. I... Hmm. But yeah, um, let's see. So I fought my way through uh, Tooth and Nail, made it out of there, and now I'm back. But uh, It's Tooth and Nail a game? Or... No, Tooth and Nail to get out of... Uh, the Shadow Realm. Oh, we're going back got it. To what Sorry. Yeah, thought, <laughs> it's been a week of weird video game releases, man. Like Tooth and Nail. I don't know what that one is, but that's got to be something. I think that sounds sounds fun. like an indie <laughs> an indie project of any variety. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Been playing uh, a lot more World of Warcraft. I've actually started leveling up my Warlock as well when I'm not playing uh, 
a warlock on uh, Destiny 2. So, and uh, Destiny 2 has been a lot of fun. I have to say, um, I'm really, it's really nice coming into the game at the beginning of like an expansion or something along those lines, you know? Or a game release, because yeah. I wasn't there, you know, clearly I was, what do you call it, the Taken Tot? Yes, or what you the were hell was my nickname was? There you go. So, uh, yeah, but it's nice kind of coming in fresh on Destiny 2. Although it was kind of funny because when the game officially was out and I did the whole thing, you know how they have that little tribute at the beginning for your character? Yeah. On the... Yeah, mine was very short. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, you were here for this and there was this. Here's your character selection screen. Fuck you, motherfucker. You saw nothing. <laughs> did you even play Destiny 1? No. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But yeah, so... Between uh, getting my, you know, playing some console for Destiny Two, and of course, you know, World of Warcraft, it's pretty much, it's pretty much what I've been up to. Um, I oh oh, uh, I will also be emptying emptying some salt today. Uh, so I don't know if I told you, Charlie, but uh, I ha- I have a Nexus Six P, you know, one of the Android phones okay. from uh, ye old Google. So yeah, I recently had to replace it because it was having a hardware failure, and it, which was kind of a known issue. That thing, right? So they sent me a new one, and that was cool and all, I guess. And then it turns out, like a month later, after I had mine replaced, they're now giving people who did the Nexus 6P the Pixel XL as a replacement. Ah. Uh. So they essentially upgraded your phone for free. And if I had waited one more fucking month, <laughs> I could have had a Pixel XL. Could you have waited a month, though, is the question. I could have. Don't you work in IT? I do work in IT. And you could have gone a month without a phone? No, the phone worked. It just has, it, what it is, the error that it was having was um, the battery, I guess the detection on the battery life was kind of weird. So sometimes it would turn off at like 30% saying that there was no battery left. Not and it ideal. Was weird because you I can guess plug it. Not ideal, but I guess that is totally workable. Yeah. Yeah. No, because you can just plug it back in, and then, uh, you know, it would come back up, and if you unplugged it, it would continue and go past the 30%, you know? Man, that sucks. It just, yeah, it's just kind of weird, you know? And so I, I kind of just got tired of it, and that was that. <laughs> so if I had waited just a little bit longer, I could be holding a brand new refurbished Pixel XL. But no, now I still have my Nexus 6P, which I'm happy with. It'll be but, about two you know, more years before I think about buying a new phone. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait a little while longer. Although I'm probably gonna replace Mandy's phone first because hers is hers is uh seen some shit and lived through some time, so oh, she's about due for an upgrade. My issue is I have one of those Verizon accounts that Verizon wants me to get rid of, so I haven't gotten ah. an upgrade phone in a very long time, so I have to buy them. And yeah. as a result, I get lo- I get new phones a lot less, but I also have an awesome data plan. <laughs> Yeah, you still have that really, really nice, clean, wonderful data plan that's like, yeah, I can go ahead and just kind of fuck all with my data, and it's still cheap. So. Yeah, I, I pay 20 bucks a month for everything. I hate you. Wow. I, I would just like to let you know I hate you. And I have the good unlimited. Shut up, I hate you. Although, I don't know if you've heard, but they were trying to force some people, like, they were forcing the plan change without the user confirming on it. I have the one they can't do that to. 
Oh, I hate you even more. I have more. the one that has the wording in the original contract I wrote that makes it so they can't do that. Oh. That's so good. I also have the wording in my contract that every single time they offer a promotion, they have to price match my contract against it, and they can't raise it until I renew my contract. Wow. Hence how it got down to 20 bucks. They at one point were running a promotion where it's like, for a full year, $20 a month for Unlimited, and that it's like, yep, it's down at 20 now. <sighs> I should just go back to the Shadow Realm. I would be less salty in the Shadow Realm. <laughs> yeah, I, Jim is also big into phones, and he figured out... If, I'm not sure how he figured out, but I think I mentioned I have one of the special plans, and he looked it up, mm. and he's like, can I kill you and take your cell phone contract? <laughs> he's better armed than you are. Jim? Currently, yeah. Oh. Most of Charlie's knives don't have bullets in them. Most. Ah. The old bullet knife uh, battle, I see. Bullets, my only weakness. Yeah. Super sad spring-loaded knives are illegal. <laughs> I've always wanted one of those things. This is going into some fucking Spesnaz shit. I... Yes, that's who I'd buy it from. <laughs> I got you know a his dealer then, Alex. <laughs> would, you, would you buy it from a guy named Drebin with a pet monkey? Maybe. Possibly. Huh? Or Nikolai. I haven't decided. Is this a Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear Solid 4 reference? Yes. I was very impressed. Yeah. All right then. I keep trying well, to figure Charlie, out if... you need to have different nanobots in order to receive I... this particular knife. No, no, if I've learned anything from um Metal Gear Solid 4, I don't want nanobots. I want to have no nanobots and just not use fancy space guns. But sorry, we interrupted your week, Alex. Anything else? Um, not nothing else. I mean, too, I'm sure there was something I was going to talk about, but I can't remember it for the life of me right now. Sure. Um, I think it's you know I've been on the hunt for those uh, Destiny Two Rockstar cans, and Alex's yeah. has a lot of them, mm. and I've been increasing my caffeine intake just to collect the tabs <laughs> on those things. And I hate myself so much right now. <laughs> Which is your least favorite flavor? Uh, I don't know. They're all kind of shit. Yeah, they're pretty terrible. Like, the thing is, I don't drink them quick enough, so when they get warm, oh, they just yeah. taste even worse. Like, nothing I like cut my warm losses. rock star you fruit shoot punch. Them like a goddamn, like, shot of hard liquor. Uh, I, no. I think it's more like you need a shotgun these, like it's a tall boy, but. Yeah, very much. You gotta just power through it. Otherwise, but uh, on the plus side, I think right now I'm officially at 10 tabs collected. I so. Okay. <laughs> How many have you gotten, Charlie? I only got three. Oh, I'm at 10. I, I, I'm dying, Charlie. Until I know what you get from them, I'm not touching them. You get Ingrams. I, I got Ingrams. Yeah, but you get more of them. Have you have you had a chance to claim them yet? I tried. I thought I did. I don't they know. They fixed it. They fixed it. Okay, I'll look into that. Yeah. So, because I, I think I've collected all ten of my Ingrams so far. And you get other cool shit like a speeder bike. And That's Pop-Tarts. No, I think you get it also in the camp. No, Pop-Tarts are the Sparrow. Oh, okay. 
Alright, well, let's see. I care see. a lot more about the Pop-Tart promotion than anything you get from those cans. Because ah. the Rockstar um, Sparrow was awesome. Mm. And terrible. Uh, what else? Uh, I think I told you guys my, my mouse, the, the, the number two button on my Naga mouse finally died. You get your new one? Yeah, I got my new Naga, and I'm happy with it. And I took the old Naga to work. So now it's my work mouse. Cool. It, it works great, except for the number two button. And I don't use the number two button on the mouse at work. So for me, it is perfect. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Other than that, I don't think I have anything else uh, specific that uh, has passed this previous week. It's been, uh, it's been a good week for the most part. I mean, as long as I'm not dying from all this caffeine I'm ingesting. And let me let me rephrase you that are. shitty caffeine. It's killing you. So, yeah. Have you made the I'm, mistake I'm... of pouring one of those things into a can yet, or into a, bo- a cup? No. Do that and see the colors those things are. It's some uncomfortableness. Well, I know the Rockstar ones look like oil or gasoline, don't they? Yeah, these ones are worse. Oh no! Especially the fruit punch one. Really? Uh, it's a very murdery shade of red. Oh, okay. Mmm. Well, it wouldn't be the first caffeinated beverage that can kill you that's out right now. You're talking to so. me and Jeff. We used to be big into Spike Shooter. I have no idea what that is. Exactly. You're not hardcore enough to roll on this topic. Oh. Spike well, Shooter I... is the tits. Okay. <laughs> I think you guys also talked about Death Wish Coffee, right? Yes. That's nothing compared to Spike Shooter. Okay. Spike Shooter's well, on top of, like, the caffeine mountain just pissing off the edge on every other energy drink ever. Well. Yeah, one of these is just coffee at the end of the day. Good coffee, I imagine. Yeah, it's okay. But it's just coffee. <laughs> it's uh, bound by the scientific rules of what coffee is. Well... Technically, right now, Deathwish Coffee, you might want to avoid, especially the cold brew. I don't know if you guys saw the news about that. No? What happened? Deathwish Coffee issues a recall on their cold brew cans due to potentially deadly toxic concerns. Fucking awesome. <laughs> I found that today on Not The Onion on Reddit, so... Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie, my first thought was, this is The Onion. <laughs> I, I still it's like their not. logo. I don't drink coffee, so my enjoyment of <laughs> Deathwish Coffee is that's a cool ass logo. It is a very cool logo. I actually almost bought Deathwish Coffee uh, myself. I'm not a big coffee person, but I do like to do the cold brew stuff. So yeah, I just don't get that. I don't like hot coffee. That's not that, a big that's fan the of it. point of coffee. No, it's not. You. The point of it has always been caffeine. N- no. I, this may be a weird Charlie hang-up. Like, if you can't enjoy a beverage in its natural environment, like, just fucking drink energy drinks then. Like, if you're just drinking it for the caffeine, just drink energy drinks. Stop well, wasting like, if you want, Stop wasting do you drink coffee. Your beer, do you drink your beer cold or room temperature? Cold? Well, then you're technically drinking beer the wrong way. In order um, to get the most out of the flavor for beer, you have to drink it at room temperature. I can mm. make a beer without it being warm first. 
<laughs> you can't make coffee that way. You can make cold brew coffee without having to ever warm it up. Cold brew coffee didn't exist till five years ago either. Well, yeah. I think I've, I bought a cold brew coffee machine thing. Energy Not drinks aren't machine. exactly historic either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but true. Like th they were invented as a caffeine delivery system. I don't know what inspired people to start doing the cold brew thing, but like maybe it's the neighborhood I live out in here. It's out of control, and it just makes me want to punch people. Like the idea, <laughs> the idea of going into a coffee shop out here for cold brew does nothing but piss me off. It's like no. You are literally paying for someone to let beans soak in water. Like that's something you could do infinitely easier at your home. Like, don't even lie to yourself. It's better. There's yeah, no. no I do that. I I get you know beans and grounds you and I leave them yourself? in the filter. Me too. No, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll get let the them... days. Yeah, <laughs> don't say terrible things about me. There are two places near my apartment that advertise that you should come in and get a cup fresh cold brew coffee and I want to burn those places to the ground. You know, I think next time I come over to record some more Persona, I'm going to bring a nice tall cup of cold brew coffee. I think you left an empty bottle of it here once and Chet was like, why the hell do you have this? And I'm like, ah. No, I didn't bring cold brew to your place before. Oh. I've only brought bottles of water with me. Don't know. But yes, I will bring cold brew with me next I'm time. I'm waiting for it to loop back around and, like, monster to start making cold brew coffee and carbonating that shit so, like, the lie that is cold brew is revealed. They do you have... think they already they have, are? They have monster coffee edition. That's like, not cold brew. I want, like, monster to be, like, adding a cold brew line and have that then start carbonating it and then do the nitro with it and, like, just, like, truly ruin cold brew for people. That's, they could go with, like, a Halloween theme and go cold brouhaha. Cold brouhaha? Podcast over! Check. Uh, mic check. Hello. Hello. Cold brouhaha. You know, for Halloween, brouhaha? The laugh? <laughs> so, Charlie, you still there? I heard, like, everything <laughs> cut out momentarily. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still here. I'm getting some weird feedback from some... It's like a weird yeah. high-pitched whining sound. <laughs> it's gotta be coming from the shadow room. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You guys missed me from last week? Come on. Did we? Come on. Who's gonna fill the void of these shitty jokes? Alcohol. Good jokes. Not bad puns. Video games, a sound night's sleep, pizza, My uh, cold chicken. self-loathing. Yeah. <laughs> my ongoing fear of the heat death of the universe. There's no void in my life. <laughs> Don't worry. When I think about your jokes, I just think about the inevitable heat death of the universe. And I yeah. restabilize. <laughs> Only oh, a couple well, more still go away at some point. But the inevitable heat death of the universe, that's a real problem. Yeah. Why are people more concerned about the real problem for us to get warming? excited about. How was the rest that, of your okay, week? That one was bad. That was bad. I take that one back. I'm sorry. That one was pretty bad. Uh, 
Um, other than that, that was pretty much it. I mean, just more video games, uh, and trying to avoid getting sick, because everyone around me is getting fucking sick. So. Yeah, I had a touch of the sickness. Uh, I'm telling you, like, all these people, you know, had catching the flu and all that, I'm definitely not down with the sickness. Okay. Yeah, d- down with the sickness, guys? No, yeah. we're, you're done. <laughs> Super beast or nothing on this podcast. We have standards to enforce. <laughs> I have to make up for the last week, so. Oh, I'll put away my notepad of bad jokes for now. But yeah, that's that's it for me. Moving on to news, because that's what we do on this podcast. <laughs> oh. First topic. First topic. Uh, so uh, the... Uh, the Tokyo Game Show is upon us. Not this is ever Woo! not this is ever a source of great revelations, unfortunately. But there's some cool uh, there's some cool stuff coming out of it. Uh, first off the bat, we have Final Fantasy IX has been announced for the PS4, and it's also out right now for the PS4. I probably won't get that because I got it for my cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Now, if they would only do that with, I don't know, some little title you may have heard of called Final Fantasy VII, and then release that for my phone too, I'd be much, I'd be really appreciative instead of getting nine randomly. I, it's deep that you can get nine on the PS4. I, to be fair, no work has gone into this. It's just kind of like a little bit cleaned up and available now. Which, as oh, some, it's still just straight Garden Variety nine. Yeah. Okay. It's not all right. I'm a little less pissed now. Yeah, that's why I thought it was maybe worth mentioning this. <laughs> Slow yeah, your ire. Yeah, I really would love an MMO on my phone called Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see they're releasing more phone games. Like, was it they're releasing nine? You said right, and then eventually they're going to do seven, or is seven just kind of a myth? Right? That remake of seven has been in the works for a wee bit of time now, so. Yeah. I, They've been a little bit more serious about it as of late, but it's been in the works for, for a long time. I, I really hope Nine that... for the phone is out. It's not, and it's been out for a while. Yeah, and the version you're now getting for PS4 is not, like, some actual work went into it. It's the, hey, we got this shit working on PS4, and you can buy it. It's more mm. like our lawyer said we could than it probably is anything else. Yeah, a little more work than that, but yeah, it's... Do you like Final Fantasy IX? Yeah. You want to play it again? Yeah. You want a PS4? Yeah. Go for it. I guess they're uh, following in the footsteps of Nintendo and releasing some sort of content for phones now. With the whole, like... Well, because Nintendo's pushed... Uh... Square Enix has done a bunch it? of weird stuff. Like, um, the whole Go franchise they had was actually pretty solid, and they were for phones. Uh-huh. Like Hitman Go oh, okay. and Tomb Raider Go. They were good-ass games, and... They initially were on the phone, and they came to handhelds. Oh, okay. Yeah, like Square Enix has been doing the phone thing for a little while now. I think it was um, Bravely Default or something. That was originally mm-hmm. a phone game, and that came to uh, the DS, I want to say. I could be totally... 3DS, I could be totally wrong about that. I remember being on the phone. It was pretty solid there, I think. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. I know, yeah. uh, I, I know Capcom's getting into doing phone stuff, too, because they just released Marvel's Capcom Infinite on the phone, right? No. 
it's it's a jab at the shitty UI. I. You know how I feel about that game. Uh, do you own it? No, I don't. <laughs> Charlie's gonna stab me when I come in to uh, next time to record. I. <laughs> I guess Charlie, can you promise uh... me something? What? If you uh, if you murder Alex and bury him in well, you don't have a backyard, but bury him somewhere nearby. Will you finish the Persona Four playthrough series like by yourself? Sure. <laughs> but you cool. have to like have, do my voice, and so pretend to be me. So you have to do this like ventriloquist act. Uh, He's already got recordings audio. of you. It's called a, it's a splicing act. No ventriloquism <laughs> involved. Alex, would you just read this dictionary for me? Why? No reason. <laughs> and just you know say the words a few times in different you know inflections just yeah. highs and lows please surprised not surprised afraid cowering for your life like someone's hitting you with a chair how do i do that kapang <laughs> <laughs> kapang what are we an old like cartoon <laughs> we're gonna make alex like one of those miku voice things yeah that'd be kind of cool actually Alexander Hatsune or whatever it would be. Yeah. Uh. Oh, I, I guess moving on in the news, um, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is out, I believe. Yep. Its reaction and... has been mixed. But yeah. Uh, uh, did, you, did you see the Collector's Edition power gems or the gems yeah, that they chipped that's, out that's for everybody? pretty shitty. They look really fucking bad. They look, they just look like Easter eggs, literally. Yeah, as someone who recently bought a really cool collector's edition, that's pretty shitty, but at the same time, I don't buy collector's editions. Just don't. Yeah. Yep. I think we had we actually had that as a topic a while ago where I talked we talked well, I brought up Duke Nukem and Yeah, you have that map. But... if a picture is not released, an actual picture of what's in the collector's edition, don't fucking buy it. That that's well, Charlie's that's words the... of wisdom. That's the thing though, they had a picture saying they had what it was a gonna sketch. be. Is that was a sketch? It, they never had actual pictures of it. It was like a drawing oh. of here's the idea. And I remember hearing about that and I'm like, well that's gonna suck. And wow. the idea for what it was supposed to be was pretty cool. It was going to light up from the bottom and glow and all that stuff, but they never actually showed a picture of this thing ever. Ah. Huh. But yeah, it's out. Uh, it's a, a wide variety of criticisms exist. Uh, people seem to be enjoying the fighting part of that game, which that's the important part. I We will not be doing content for that because I do not enjoy that franchise, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you really want to do something for it, Alex, we can work something out, but I suspect you also do not want to play that. Uh, I kind of, I may take a look at it, but I probably won't, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm one of those guys that kind of follows the, uh, the franchise. Like, I follow a lot of the FGC tournaments and yeah. stuff like that. Like, this, this weekend coming up is actually going to be, uh, SER, so I look forward to watching the SoCal Regionals, just because, like, they're... There's occasionally some really interesting shit, like uh, some really cool tech that gets discovered, especially on Street Fighter V, and that game has its own set of issues, but there's some cool stuff that comes out of it, so I always like to check it out. Yeah. As much as I talk shit about it, I will, I will probably watch it. Yeah, it's, 
I, I'm not trying to downplay the number of issues that game allegedly has, but it, if you're comparing it to, like, oh, say, Street Fighter V, people seem mm. a lot happier with it, and the important part, the fighting, seems to be pretty mm. good now that it's out. Yeah. They did fix Chung Lee's face, which is a nice... Uh, I, there's been some thing. other stuff about that. I've heard the character models aren't great. I, 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 I have not played the game. I've only seen some stuff. I've only heard some people talking about it. I've... That's about all the coverage you're going to get on Marvel vs. Capcom Ultimate, though. Yeah. From us, anyway. Mm-hmm. Go check out Maximilian Dude for more impressions or thoughts on that topic. He's yeah. more qualified to talk about fighting games than I am, aside for, like, man, that Tekken 7 story mode is the shit. You get to throw that yeah. kid in a volcano. <laughs> That's right. I know how much you like the whole tossing kids into volcanoes. It's, it's such a good thing. <laughs> but back to um, Tokyo Game Show if you guys are ready mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they've announced a copy of Dragon's Crown called Dragon's Crown Pro is coming to the PS4 it will have cross player whatever the right play is with PS3 owners of the game and Vita which is kind of cool mm -hmm. Vita I... and PS3? yep you said 3 right? yep Huh. Uh, Dragon's Crown was one of those games that was really popular during that whole share your save across um, a Vita and a PS3. You could buy it for both consoles. I, it was definitely better for the Vita, oddly enough, than it was for the PS3 because of the touchscreen. Mm -hmm. uh, but Dragon, if you're looking for a fun kind of sci a party game or something, Dragon's Crown's a pretty cool-ass game. It's got really mm -hmm. cool art. It's got some over-the-top character designs. It's a side-scrolling kind of beat-em-up. It's it's really fun. As someone who does not like side scrollers, I fucking love that game. Hmm. And not just because it's got the hottest witch ever. <laughs> but I hope, I'm excited for that. I I I'm really hoping that game finally gets kind of the. I would love a sequel to that game. I would love it just to kind of be more of a thing on people's radar. I, we actually have a video of it from way the fuck back when, and on, on our Hey Let's Play stuff. So if you're curious. Go check that on the channel, actually. It's under Dragon's Crown. But maybe the most important news out of TGS this year is they have announced a new Earth Defense Force. No, not the Earth Defense Force that comes out sometime this year and or next year, but also the next Earth Defense Force that comes out after that one, apparently. Or it might be the same one. It's super unclear. But fucking yeah, Earth Defense Force for new consoles and PC. <laughs> nice. I love you, Earth Defense Force. When that comes out, I'll probably make Jim play it for our normal what the fuck is going on this. Well, moving on from that, we have an official release date for Monster Hunter World comes out January 26th, and I am super excited for that, that everything they show for that game looks just increasingly cool, and it's really hard to explain how happy I am that that thing's coming to a real console. I will probably be picking up for PS4. I would have picked it up for PC, but I don't feel like waiting, and I feel like this is a yet another game that, while it's going to come to PC, you're gonna it's got a better kind of console-based uh, fan base. And it's definitely a game you want to play with a controller, not a mouse. 
Mm-hmm. Now, is this one actually coming to the oh, U.S.? Because I yeah, yes. Worldwide release okay. January twenty sixth. Okay, because I remember hearing a while ago there was going to be another Monster Hunter game, but it was only so, going to be in Japan. There's the um like tr- uh, double cross or triple cross that was for the three DS. This is the one coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. That looks amazing. Hmm. Looks super cool. I'm super excited. I, I they said 2018. The fact it's like that soon still. It's like damn, that's not that far away. Yeah. Huh. Hunt them monsters. Yeah, it was announced that this year's E3. Yeah. That's where they first showed it off. That's where it was announced. And it's like, that's that's pretty quick. Hmm. Yeah. Moving on from that, Square Enix has reviewed a new game called Letteth Alive. Uh, the big kind of sell for this is the guy behind the Metal Gear art, those kind of really cool stylized drawings all over the place. Yoji um, Shinokawa, I hope I pronounced that right, is doing the design and art for the game. So it looks cool. It's allegedly some kind of mech game. The trailer for it doesn't show off much, but the rest of the team behind it's come from stuff like the Armor Cord franchise and Chrome Hounds. So... I have hope this could be real cool. And that's some Metal Gear solid-ass art they keep showing off for it, so that could also be real cool. Because the mecha design in that franchise is real good. Huh. Yeah. Oh, and I guess probably last on our... Actually, no, second to last on our stuff coming out of TGS... Uh, Zone of Vendors uh, is once again coming out for a Sony, uh, is being re-released again, coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR. It's getting some updates. It's getting VR support. I, if you've never played Zone of the Enders, it's a cool mecha flight game. I'm a fan of that franchise. Uh, if you're already a fan of this franchise, you probably already know this news. But yeah, you can buy that game again if you want. Either of you ever play that game? No, don't think so. It's big claim to fame at one point is it came with the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo as a pack-in. So a lot of people got the original copy of it, or original version of it that way, or for that exact mm. reason. It's just unfair to that game because it's a cool-ass game. But... Sorry, I lost the test for one second. Which game? Uh, Zone of the Enders? No. Hmm. I have not played Zone of the Enders. Maybe we should do something with that soon. I have a PS copy of it I think I I don't know it got re-released a couple years back I think that was one console ago though maybe that was on the PS4 actually hmm. I don't know if it was on <laughs> PS4 I just remember hearing about it and of course the Metal Gear Solid reference is the only yeah. place I know it from yeah <gasps> looks cool also moving on from that either of you guys know what Gungrave is Actually, yes, I do. I like the original Gungrave game. It's getting a PSVR. And... It's getting a PSVR version. Really? And there's more than one Gungrave. There's like six of them. Yeah, I've played like one a long time ago. I think it was on PS2, and then I watched the anime. That anime is real bad. Eh, it wasn't question. too bad. Not as good as the games. No, no. These games are real dumb and real cool. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm glad they're bringing it back somehow in a weird way. Yeah, I I thought that franchise was long dead. I 
I'm curious to see what they wind up doing with it. It's got the right feel for just kind of guns all over the place. That might be a kind of cool VR game. It's got some style, too, so we'll see. But uh, the biggest news that we're going to cover coming out of Tokyo Game Show, we may have more from Tokyo Game Show. We're kind of in the middle of it right now. Uh, this, this affects uh, me and Jeff very personally, and that's um, they are making a Neku Atsune uh, PlayStation VR game. It's coming to Japan. No U.S. release date yet. I am not going to be spending time getting tubs in that I, one and then I, on installing I, it. <laughs> but if you haven't gotten tubs in VR, have you gotten tubs? I can live without. <laughs> I fear this may be the thing that makes me get a VR thing because I worry my girlfriend may hear about this and be like, so you're getting the PlayStation VR Nekuatsune game, right? You know, if you do that, I'm going to be going, so you're playing Resident Evil 7, right? I, I'm not sure which one I want to play less. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly, I think maybe Resident Evil 7. <laughs> I don't want to die. But moving on from that, uh, so uh, a little while back, uh, some hackers slash deep divers slash data dumpers found a fully functioning version of the Nintendo classic game Golf built into the Switch. And uh, it was a variety of rumors have circulated about this, like maybe this is how emulation works, it's not clear. But uh, stories come out that a hacker is now claiming that this game will unlock for all Switch owners on Iwata's anniversary of Iwata's death, which could be kind of cool. Sad he's gone, but it's kind of a fun way of remembering him. Yeah, that'd definitely be cool. Yeah, it's it's also kind of interesting. It speaks to how maybe a virtual console might work on that thing or something like that. So the implications of it are fascinating. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Maybe we are, in fact, getting more old games on the Switch. Yeah, I. we shall see. And moving on from that, though... Uh, so this is actually a game I've been thinking about trying out lately because I hate myself and love diving into shooters two years after they came out. Uh, Rainbow Six <laughs> Siege has been having a whole slew of weird issues lately, ranging from the latest patch for the game on PlayStation 4, deleting your saves and reformatting your hard drive on you and then bricking it, apparently, to some other stuff, but that's the big one. Yeah, that's a pretty fucking big one. Yeah. There's just some bank glitches, a variety of issues going on. It's real weird. Like every time and I they watch, haven't rolled it back. I, I don't think so yet, but that's not the that, that's not the stuff I pulled for this. So yeah, the minute there's like, oh by the way, our latest patch bricks people's PS4 like, and we are rolling back before anyone fucking sues us yeah. for a free PS4. Yeah, I. A wide variety of issues are being reported right now. It's a sh it's a damn shame too, because I actually was genuinely looking about maybe trying this out. It's intrigued me for a while. I've always liked the Rainbow Six games, and the idea of this game's based around shooting your way through walls and shit always seemed kind of cool. Yeah, it's one of the more unique features that that game has, and from what I've heard, the actual multiplayer is actually kind of enjoyable. Yeah, I. Very intriguing game to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Moving on from that, though, uh, I'm guessing you've been putting some stuff on here, Alex. Uh, I added a few things, yes. Uh, the Blizzard one's kind of old news, but you can cover it quickly if you really want. Yeah. So, Blizzard is opening up their own esports arena in Burbank, California. So, I thought that was just kind of cool, because they're going to be hosting things like StarCraft, Overwatch, Hearthstone. Uh, their big tournament stuff, they said it'll still be at BlizzCon, but it's just kind of cool that they'll have like their own dedicated uh, arena. So... Anybody who's listening to our podcast and also looks uh, is looking for a job, they're actually hiring for that arena. So cool! Just throwing it out there, folks. And last hey. but not least in our news, Blizzard's got... still playing catch up to Riot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of you course, were last... transitioning. Last, last but... go, ahead. go, Alex. <laughs> last but not least. The game that has been prophesized, prophesized for a long time is finally arriving. Cuphead is looking to have a set release date on September 29th. And to kick it off, Cuphead is having a launch party at Meltdown Comics here in Los Angeles. That's cool. Yeah, that is free to the public. You can go on their Eventbrite page. You can RSVP. It is first come, first serve. But uh, they'll have some pretty cool stuff. It's gonna be this gonna be the Xbox One S gameplay. They're gonna have some live art. Uh, In and Out will be there with some, you know, they'll have co- custom co- Cuphead cocktails, other surprises, art gallery with some of the animation cells from the actual game's creation. Will there be kind any like pen nice ink in the drink? Hmm. Will there be any pen ink in the drink? I hope so. They probably will even have a drink called pen ink. We'll see. But uh, yeah, so. They're, they're kicking off a nice little, you know, release party, and I think the art gallery is pretty cool considering the big yeah. focus of this game is the art style. I, and, I am really looking forward to seeing what the reaction to that game is. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited, and I've made it very obvious that I'm very biased I, towards I, I am excited for that game, too. I have also played that game already, and I am really looking forward to seeing the internet's reaction to that game. Hmm. Because I suspect the people that will want to play that game are not going to like that game. And the people that might, in theory, enjoy playing that game don't really care about that game. Hmm. Well, I mean, uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I mean, for 20 bucks, because it looks like the cost of the game is just going to be $20. Yeah. It's not bad. The, the cost I, is actually kind of attractive. Yes, I, I think it's going to get some flack for, like, that game is fucking hard. That game is really hard for what that game looks like, and mm-hmm. I-, I could imagine there's got to be some people out there that really want to play it for the art, like me and my girlfriend and fault fit that fit that category, and aren't gonna want a game as hard as that game actually is. I know at one point they were talking about an easier mode or something, but I have a sneaking suspicion that the people that are gonna want to play that thing for the art, which I suspect is more people than want to play it for the game at this point. Mm-hmm. are maybe not going to be so happy. Mm-hmm. Like Also, the times I've played that game, I haven't thought it played great either. Like I don't think that game is a great game. It's a great art piece, but more on that when it actually comes out, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so if you're in the LA area, uh, Meltdown Comics is the location, September yeah. 29th, from 7pm to 10pm. So, uh... Look up, I guess if you just Google yeah, Cuphead Launch Party of Bright. We're not a PR company. We've said we've probably said too much at this point. 
Well, I'm pipping it out because I'll probably be there. <laughs> You'll have to get there at like 1 a.m. the night before. You get that, right? Ah, uh, fuck. Good point. Oh, well. Well, yeah. yeah just, uh, and also it's just kind of funny because I remember, I remember the, the talk of the town around here was that anybody who places the bet against Charlie on this game's release date was going to lose. And so I should have taken that bet, but it's too late now. What was I saying about it? You were, you, I think you've made over a hundred bucks in people being wrong about this release date. Yeah, that sounds like something I'd get up to. Yeah, and then Jeff was like, if you want to lose money, you should bet against I, Charlie on the Cuphead release I, I, date. I think my stance was I wasn't convinced it was coming out this year still. But yeah, it's. I, I know I'd won some money in the past where people were like, yeah, it's totally coming out this year. I'm like, fucking no, it's not. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it's it's finally uh, coming out. Um, I would like to call a little attention to like that. So, here's a thing: maybe some people should pay a little bit of attention to. This is a bit of a stealth release. Keep that in mind. Stealth releases don't typically bode well. Hmm. Yeah, we'll I'm, have to check it out I'm then. I'm just yeah. saying. This might be something that, like, I, it's weird, because, like, the fact this game is coming out real soon should be fucking everywhere, and it probably will be soon, but, like, Microsoft should have been sending out, e like, if I, I had an Xbox Live account, like, if I don't see an email between when this game comes out and now... Of like, hey, fucking Cuphead is coming. I'm gonna be real suspicious. Hmm. But I digress. I don't mm -hmm. trust stealth releases. Oh, and I guess one more thing I forgot to add into the news. Oh. Uh, Juggertown on Overwatch has officially been released, as well as the new Battle Mercy. So. That'll be fun to see how the meta changes for Overwatch, considering now that you can't hide as a Mercy and just keep healing, or sorry, keep like doing that clutch res where you res the whole team and, you know, you have to start back from scratch, so. You've heard about the changes to Mercy, correct? Yeah, we've, we've talked about it here, even. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we've definitely so, talked about it. I, I, I gotta ask a weird question. Um, how much Overwatch are you two still playing, even? I still play it on and off mainly i don't do competitive anymore not as much as before just because uh i you know i like to play games to kind of get rid of some stress sometimes and playing competitive with fucking hanzo mains and sure think we need two snipers loot makes me lose my fucking mind so yeah but i still play it on and off you know i have some friends who who like to play that and we play it together as a group so it's all just quick play at that point though all right jeff I, I don't play video games, really. <laughs> Fair. Oh, I, it did make the news because it's not important, but uh, support of new characters for uh, Battleborn is officially over. What? So soon. So yeah. soon. I was wondering if it was going to be Battleborn that stops releasing new characters, or uh, what's that new one that just came out that just fucking tanked? Ah. Uh. You'll have to be more specific. Um, it, it's basically trying to compete with Overwatch and that kind of game, and it came out, and the game has, like, 
it had good reviews on the beta, but when the game was out, it only had like a thousand something people playing it on Steam. I don't know. Oh, we I, we just had a. I think this is Battleborn, dude. No, no, it's not Battleborn. What's it called? Uh. Oh, yeah, um, uh, uh, Lawbreakers. Yeah, there you go. Last I heard, there were fifty users playing like on Steam actively at one point. I. That doesn't surprise me. I, as much as I enjoy Cliffy B games normally, that mm. game did nothing to tantalize my interest. I'm like, hey, it's not Unreal Tournament. Mm. Shitty thing to say, I'm sure, but like, I, I, I'm not interested in a game that like the coolest thing I have to say about it is there's a press button to shoot behind you mechanic. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah. And it sucks because I actually kind of enjoyed. Uh, it's a bit. cool game. Like it's got some stuff that makes it interesting. It doesn't change the fact that I just don't want to play it. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's it for yeah, that's it for news, news this week. Uh, so we're gonna change it up a little bit this week, like we did last week. We're gonna actually let Jeff get out of here because he has mm -hmm. nothing to say about Destiny Two and. We're going to be <laughs> deep diving on that shit, and, well, Jeff would like to not be here for that. <laughs> so um, we have no... Sleepy sleeps. We have no emails this week, but if you're going to try and contact us, Jeff, how would you go about doing so? Well, first you need to create your own type of potato chip. I recommend as much sour cream, various varieties of cheese, bacon flavoring, um... It may be onion blended in there. Um, and then if you can throw like pretzels in the bag or something, mm. like we're talking some in, some really blended shit. It's got to be like nachos, like got seriously drunk and then produced a potato chip brand. Then you're going to create an ingredients list. And instead of doing what the, uh, I think it's the EPA governs that because it's a package good. Sure. Um, See the FDA or the EPA? FDA. EPA is the Environmental Protection Agency. <laughs> oh right, I'm th I'm thinking the tap water argument, and EPA is in charge of water. Gotcha. FDA is in charge of bottle water because packaged goods. Um, so then with the FDA, you're going to get uh, you're going to lie to them and say that your ingredients list actually says something, but instead you're going to put in your letter to something Wicked Studios, and then because it will make you know news because you violated the FDA. Um, it'll most likely make its way to this podcast. As a side note or, to this, you could also just buy Snyder's pretzels and put stuff on the sourdough pretzel boxes. I'll see that then, too. Yep. Alternatively, you could reach us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email, Alex? That email is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spelled as it sounds. No weird lettering. Down in the show notes as well for your linking pleasure. But, yeah, we like getting emails, we like responding to them, we like reading them, etc., etc. We'd be talking about them right now if we had one to do. But, mm -hmm. so, uh, say goodbye to Jeff. Night-night. Goodbye, oh. Jeff. So, with that, I will take my adieu. Yep. Goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye, podcast. Good night, listeners. Good night. All right. You ready to talk about Destiny now, Alex? Yeah. Let's talk about Destiny 2. Uh, so... As a veteran player, I got lots of thoughts. Um, 
I'm gonna let you go first though, too, because you, like, as you said, you are coming to this relatively new, and that does that, that. That's a different perspective. I don't know what it's like to start Destiny Two without having played literally over a thousand hours of Destiny One. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, seeing as I already kind of played a little bit on this before, coming into it fresh and new reminds me a lot of when I first got into World of Warcraft. Because uh, I kind of got into World of Warcraft right around the time Burning Crusade was getting re- ready to release. So kind of being able to jump into the game near the end of one life cycle and then into the beginning of the new life cycle, you know, I'm kind of used to that experience from the past. Um, I have to say for what it is, you know, first person MMO, so to speak, uh, you know, I'm very familiar with the loot grind. I'm very familiar with, you know, running dungeons, doing that stuff. I have to say, I, I really am enjoying it. Um, there's some really cool stuff, obviously, with uh, the release, you know, the, the, it's pretty accessible to everyone to the point where Manny's actually playing it, and yeah. she's having fun playing it, so that is kind of cool, and so that's, uh, let's see, I did see some of the leveling, the storytelling in that game was fucking immaculate, like, I really like the way they presented the story, visually, everything looks fucking great, uh, I really, really enjoy it, it's not, uh over the top, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of cool, and I have a little bit of what an idea the story is from the first one, so to see the kind of the story unfold in this version, and having them actually use the quests and the storyline telling, uh, I think a little bit more from what I've heard as well, is, is really, really been like a great experience. That being said, I mean, I can, I can talk it up in terms of what I like and all that stuff. There are a few things I'm not a huge fan of. Go on. To be honest with you. So... Um, okay, so I, I'm going to reference World of Warcraft because that's my other reference for MMOs. Now, I know it's not fair because World of Warcraft is an MMO RPG while this is an MMO FPS. So, you know, uh, there are certain things I, I kind of like to see. I would One of the things I'd really like to see is you being able to pick different, like, talent setups for your subclass. Because you do have those two, you know, you have the two groups on the right side of your... Uh, your, your your subclass where you know obviously you have your grenade your side talent thing and then the uh, the jump right yeah on the left side and then you have that one that has the two four the, the two groups of four I'd like it if you could actually pick you know mix and match in between those four kind of similar to like Destiny one how they had it in a yeah. way like it, it just kind of creates a little bit of like if it, it gives you a little more but obviously there will always be cookie cutter builds for what's the best for what. Yes. And that's a given, but and... that's part of the research of being like a, you know, if you're going to step into something like the raids, it's it's part of the job of doing your research beforehand. So I, I agree with you on this one. I have, I, I have had a weird weekend with Destiny from last podcast to this podcast, and as a result, I am coming down a little bit harder on that game than I thought I would be at this point, and I am realizing a lot of my issue stems from they really fucked up some of the RPG-ness of what I loved about Destiny. And, like, the subclasses are a definite note of that, where I... So, Striker Titans in Destiny 1... Titans in general in Destiny 1 had some problems when it came to balancing. Our supers were, let's just be honest, not great except for Sunbreaker when it came to PvP, and... In PvP, they were very situational, and they've done mm-hmm. a pretty good job of fixing that in Destiny 2. Like, the, the new Striker Super is one of the best things ever. It feels correct to me at this point. 
But so one of the reasons to run Striker Titan in PvP and Destiny One was a panic uh, was the Fist of pa Panic essentially, which was great at clearing. If, if you got cornered, it was a great move that way. Uh, but they also had if you were running, you could kind of do this like shoulder charge move that was insta kill. I think I talked about this back in the beta, where uh, the shoulder charge now replaces your melee ability. Or maybe this was bad. I, I ran into it somewhere. And mm. that was fine, except for the fact that it consumes your melee charge, and when you used it, it didn't... Like, it, sorry, back up a step. It consumes your melee charge. When you don't have a melee charge, you can't do it. And... Initially, I'm like, okay, this is fine. And so I played a lot of Trials over the weekend. And maybe this is me coming out of Trials just exponentially saltier than I went in. Or, like, mm. I got wrecked in Trials. I spent, God, six hours. And we didn't even manage to clear one round of wins. Like, it was it was all it was all pickup groups, which might have been part of the problem. And I'm okay at PvP. I'm no PvP god, and none of us were. But, like, we just got wrecked every time we went in there. And... As part of that wrecking, I started to see some of the issues I actually had on the back burner with some of that subclass stuff. Like, I I think someone in my group said they really focused on how there are no longer any abilities that are one-hit kills. That needs to come back. The fact it's three melee kills to kill someone is fucking shitty and feels real bad. Especially when, like, I... The other Titan melee ability, it's like instant health. If it's instant health regeneration if you kill the person, which is great. When a shoulder charge isn't an insta kill, and you don't have a real melee beyond that, it's it completely removes the reason you would ever use shoulder charge, which mm. sucks. Like they they have successfully, uh, and to your point, I, I, I wasn't just totally hijacking this. There was a point off this. You can't, like, the rest of that build for that version of a Striker Titan isn't a bad PvP build. It's got double grenades, it's got some stuff going on, and it's, it's not a bad idea for PvP given how grenades work and stuff like that. But they have successfully, at least for me, made it almost impossible to justify using that build because the melee is shitty now. Like, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, that's bad. We're, I'm not going to use that one ever. Why? The melee is bad now. You've taken one of the best reasons to play a Titan, which was this kind of... Was it a little bit cheap? Yeah, but did I... Maybe it was because I had it. I never found it too cheap, but there were a bunch of ways of stopping it. There's a bunch of ways they could have balancing it. I, there, It feels very much like the skill trees in Destiny 2 have some, like, well, this one's just completely invalid. Why? It has this, and that's a shitty talent. And the other version of that is great. Like, um... The Sentinel's actually another good example where I don't get the version. Like, there is a there's a piece of exotic gear that, at least for me, completely invalidates reason. It's like, oh, you can do double shield. Why? If you're doing the other thing, you're building you're building shield toss so quickly, it doesn't matter anymore, and you have the utility of the other version of the super. Mm. Like, why would you use the other one? Oh, because it does this. I get it, but why? Like, this is obviously the better build. <laughs> sorry, I, sorry to interrupt, but yes, I, you, you touched on kind of one of the things I am growing less satisfied with. Yeah. 
But that being said, I do like, you know, the subclasses all kind of feel very different. And they, they, they're fun to play. Like, um, well, right now, I don't know if you've heard, but there's kind of a broken uh, spec for the Warlocks at the moment. Or at least they're, they're saying it's broken. You know what I'm referring to? Uh, I've heard so many Warlocks are broken over the years. You'll have to be more specific. So there's the Devour build. Go on. You know what that... So, with a Warlock, the, there, there's currently, on the two choices on the right side, there's one that lets you absorb the grenade, uh, the energy, the grenade energy, and it heals you instantly. So, on top of that, um, you have the buff known as Devour. And for every, you know, enemy you kill, it resets the build, and re returns grenade uh, energy, and heals you, heals you to full for every kill. And you can chain it consistently over and over and over. So there are guys that are out there, apparently warlocks, that are soloing, uh, what do they call it? The the, the strikes? What do yeah. they call them? The, uh, the harder one? Uh, nightfall. Yeah, they, there are apparently rumors of uh, warlocks soloing nightfalls. And uh, in PvP, it's also really good in like group up situation because as soon as you get a kill, you heal back to full and you get the full 10 second duration of devour. And so after, like, you know, three, four kills, you've got full grenade energy. So if you drop the buff, you can just absorb your grenade again. Yeah. And then if you happen to be low on grenade energy or don't have it, you can melee and create the devour buff again and then just start triggering grenade energy. So it's kind of cool. I like it. I'm actually running it right now uh, just to see, like, how good it is. And it, it, yeah. it takes a little getting used to because you have to, like, you can't melee. You, you can't melee because that's your clutch oh shit button. So the whole thing is absorb, go in front of mobs, just tank the shit out of everything because you can kill stuff relatively quick, and just keep healing, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, I, so, it's, I actually started a Warlock because I, as much as I love playing a Titan, it's a little boring in this current version of the game. Like, it, as much mm. fun... I, as much as I love playing a Titan, I love the look of them. I love the lore behind them. I think they're a great class. I love the new supers they have for them. They have the most straightforward builds. And with all the weird stuff they've done with Warlocks and just, like, some of the stuff I saw in Trials, I, I started playing a Warlock because they have more stuff going on. They, I, I think Destiny 2 does a really good job of making that class, like, fucking Space Wizard, which mm. I've played so much Destiny at this point where I'm kind of intrigued by a class with more weirdness going on. And that used to be my Hunter. Like, in Destiny 1, Hunters had some real weirdness going on, and I didn't play a lot of the Warlock because I, I hated the Warlock jump so much. It's hard to emphasize that. So I thought, given all the weird stuff they have going on with Warlocks... Now is the time. I was kind. Of, I, I, I'll admit, I'm kind of bored with my Titan right now. I'm actually having a lot of fun with all the weirdness that is a Warlock, and this is the issue. I, I, I don't think the Devour build, based on what you've said, is necessarily broken. Maybe it needs a little bit of fine tuning, but I, mm -hmm. kind of, I, I think the issue is, and this was an issue in Destiny One, it's the lack of an equally kind of powerful thing for the other classes. Yeah, in, in a sense, that also reminds me of a lot of, like, Diablo's current issue, which they're actually uh, fixing right now. I don't know if you've heard about that. Nah. So, 
in Diablo, just to kind of reference to give you a little context yeah, on go there. Go for it. So with Diablo, there are always some builds for some classes that are always, like, the top tier. They're the best for the meta. So um, in the past, Blizzard's policy was, okay, this build is too strong. We need to nerf it to bring it down to the level of everything else. Yeah. The only issue with that is sometimes you'll over-nerf it, and now that build and that class is useless. So then, you know, they come out with some tweaks, and then one build emerges as the next, you know the go-to build for all that stuff. So their policy recently with the newest uh, patch that they're working on, I think, I don't know if it's out yet. They decided to go with a different philosophy. They took the best build in the game currently, which was, I believe the necromancer uh, bone spike build. And they're like, we're just going to buff all the builds to this level. So they're actually just bringing everything up. So right now you're seeing like a whole new wave of like, Builds that were once dead, now back to life. Because they brought them up to the level of wherever that Necromancer build is. And they're not nerfing the Necromancer, mm. is the thing. Instead of nerfing it and then bringing other ones up, which causes the imbalance, they're like, we're going to leave it where this is at, because this is working. And what can we do to bring this one up? And so you're seeing a lot of old bar builds come back and stuff like that, which is kind of a really good way to go about it. So it, it to kind of bring that back to Destiny it looks like it might be suffering from that same issue where like there's obviously one build that works really well. And the synergy is solid with, you know, the yeah. right exotics and all that. Then that's the one people are just going to have to go to. I, yeah, I think it goes beyond that. Cause I, so I think I ran into a bunch of trials. It's weird. Like trials was a very weird crystallizing moment for me over the weekend. And, um, so I, I do you know about the arc soul combo you can do right now. No, arc soul. So, oh yeah. For, Warlock as well? Yeah. Yeah, where you get the Arc Soul in your in your lightning build thing? Yeah, yeah, so a really powerful thing we kept running into a bunch of trials where you pop an Arc Soul and you have Mita right off the bat and Mita becomes like a two-shot kill against oh. other players. It's really powerful. And on one hand, like, it fucking sucked going up against that. On the other hand, part of me was like, I'm kind of okay with this. It's... This is gonna sound really strange. Like it's Destiny One had a really big issue where at a at a, at a maybe not quite base enough level, all the character classes kind of felt the same. They had different gimmicks, but they really were the same. And I know I was definitely in a camp of people that really maybe hoped that Destiny Two might do something a little bit weirder with the subclasses. Like I. There was a rumor, I think the Reddit group started at one point, that like maybe Hunters would get wall runs, kind of Titanfall style in Destiny 2, and I would have been all over that. Like, And it's it's one of those things where kind of like, that's a Titan, it's like you should feel heavy, and it's never felt armored enough, especially when you have other classes in the game that are way better at tanking, which has always felt weird. And it's kind of nice to see that for like the first time, Warlocks feel like Space Wizards. They really feel like space wizards mm. and they're powerful when they're being played kind of correctly like it's here's the issue the devour build is supposed to play that way that's the point of the devour build mm. it's working correctly maybe the fact that the other ones that that feels overpowered speaks to the other class builds in the game don't synergize well they don't work they're maybe a little too basic it's I, I think kind of from, an, I said this at the very beginning, the RPG aspects of Destiny 2 
are a little bit lacking compared to Destiny 1, and that carries over to a lot of the gear, the weapons. Like, I, I, on one hand, I love the fact that weapons now have one roll on them. I'm not saying I want, like, the full random rolls we used to be able to get, but a little bit more customization on the guns I would love. The armor, I think, is a real shame that they don't have more customization on those as well. Maybe some more mod slots or something. I, it's, they feel a little bit too much like, well, I'm just looking for better boots at this point. Not, well, these are worse boots, but I like the perks on them. I, mm. I, I don't know. Like, I, I get why they did what they did. It makes it way easier, in theory, to balance the game. But it, it feels like it's lost some of the personality the original one had. At least to me, I, mm. yeah, I, I, I think they stripped out too much of the RPGness of it, and that really sucks, because like at least for me, part of what I loved about Destiny One was the amount of RPGness that game had, and don't get me wrong, that led to a bunch of problems. I'm not saying bring back the era of um, Bellwinter's Lie that was basically it was a shotgun that was a sniper rifle. Don't do that. That was fucking broken, but. A little bit of variability, like a more options on the weapons. If you're going to set the loadouts for every legendary in the game, give me more options. Give me more scopes. Give me more firing modes or something. Like I, They could push it a little bit further, and I think that would be good overall. I think that would be a good improvement. Just a little more variability on all of the RPG stuff. Like the fact you can't... The fact the builds are set means like for, for the subclasses the fact that it's a very distinct build you're specking into that's great that's awesome that should mean these things feel better across the board like and there shouldn't be an op build there should like there's always going to be some imbalance to the nature of the beast but you shouldn't have me sitting there going well this build is completely shit because the only reason to sacrifice your melee for that was for it became a one-hit kill. Like, I take it one step back. Little dumb things like the fact that I can stick someone with a grenade and it won't kill them pisses me the fuck off. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that. It's... And especially as a Titan that has a real shitty set of grenades, the fact that I have a sticky grenade and it's not a guaranteed kill fucking sucks. And I, on one hand, I get like, oh, we don't want one-hit kills in the game. It's a sticky grenade. It should be a one-hit kill. Like, there's no other game out there where a sticky grenade isn't a one-hit kill. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. Because, I, I, you know, I'm used to it where you toss a grenade, you know, you get a good hit in, they're dead. Yeah. And so I've noticed, like, I'll chuck a grenade, it's like... Where where is my kill? What 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 happened? Came? What's going on? Yeah, it's so. they made the magnetic part of the magnetic grenade for Sentinels really magnetic, which was super cool. Like you can like arc that thing around corners almost now, and but now it's like no, they can survive being hit with it. That sucks. Mm. Yeah. But that's the point of this grenade. Is like, and I I get it. Destiny one kind of ended in a weird spot where it was a grenade meta, which fucking sucked. But <laughs> at the same time, like. It's po the idea that they're like, no, we can't have any one-hit kills that are ability-based aside for supers in the multiplayer, in the in the game, I, I just don't know about that. That feels like a real hard 
overcorrection where it's like, no, no, you're not grasping the problem. You're just making it so the problem no longer exists by making other problems now. Mm. Yeah, it's it's like Titans now have some of the best supers in that game from a kind of cool shit going on standpoint. They still have just really boring subclasses and it pains me to say I love playing a Titan. Like it's something about uh, the lore, the kind of look of it, the feel of it. It's everything I want out of a character in that franchise. It's just so boring at this point compared to what the other stuff brings to the table and that feels shitty and kind of bad. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like, I guess I have a different, I mean, similar perspective, obviously, but like, I can't really compare it to the first Destiny, so I'm yeah. using my previous MMO. No, and, and that's why, like, it's the, you, you're relatively new to Destiny. You've played some of it before, but like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one's confusing you for, uh, like, not to sound like I'm talking about, you didn't survive Destiny Year One. That thing was surviving and not playing. Yeah, no, I heard a lot about yeah. that. Because, like, once you talked about it, I looked into the, some of the old posts and stuff like that, and it was very much like this launch has been a lot smoother compared to the, you know, initial launch for Destiny 1 and yeah. the issues that had. Yeah, so. and I, a weird criticism I've heard that I think is actually a very accurate one is Destiny 2 feels like an iteration of where the game was at at, like, at the end of year 1, not the end of year 3, which... The more mm. I've thought about that, more the more I'm like, yeah, that actually feels really correct. <laughs> yeah. Which isn't good, because they fixed a couple things that I think they need to fix still in Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, I mean, I, I like where it's going. I yeah, really like I, the way they presented the story, I have to say. like, it, it, And I know a big thing a while ago, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I know a lot of the storytelling before was done through the... Um, the codex and like yeah. filling in lore and whatnot. So right? let's talk about that for a second. Um, as someone who spent a lot of time in Destiny One playing, doing patrols and just kind of scouring spaces, I, it's fantastic. This game has a coherent story and like motivations, and you understand what's going on. The lack of collectibles is a downright shame. Ah, like I, don't get me wrong. Like the fragment stuff, uh, the there were a variety of collectible things in Destiny 1 that maybe were more annoying, like the, but I, I don't know. I genuinely miss them at this point. Like the ghosts, the Siva fragments, the calcified fragments, like the stuff that gave you the lore into the... To, the index, the codex you're referencing was called the Grimoire cards. And I, I was in the minority of Destiny 1 players that didn't find the Grimoire card system that bad. It sucked it wasn't in the game, and it sucked that that was the, how they chose to deliver it, but I, the writing in the Grimoire cards I thought was really cool. It had this kind of, this is going to sound real weird, the storytelling in Destiny wanted kind of like a Dark Souls, Bloodborne feel, where it was like, it was lots of implied stuff, and like, the surface level was kind of confusing, but if you dug under, there were some really cool stories, and there were some like, crazy-ass characters, like the whole Thorn... But the whole Thorn hand cannon thing with, like, um, Dragon Yor and how it links up to the last word and all that shit was just awesome. And it, like, it sucked that wasn't in the game, 
but at the same time, it's like, how would you put that in the game? You can't. Like, why can't I... The, the correct version of Grimoire cards would have been a way to, like, have the game read you the Grimoire cards in-game. The fact I can't access them anymore on my phone kind of makes me sad. I used to like reading them. They had some cool stuff. There was something kind of fun about, hey, you got this exotic? Oh, cool, I'll check it out. Like, I'll check out the whole lore part of when I get to bed tonight or something as I'm kind of winding down. And yes, that, mm. that stuff is now in the game. If you press L2, it pops open uh, lore stuff for select things. But there used to be so much more, like enemy breakdowns, like little blurbs about um, like specific enemies and like elites and all that jazz, which I I thought really cool, and it feels like it's lacking that. Hmm. There was more expanded lore in Destiny One. You had to put a lot of you, you had to put effort into find it and witness it. But like the lack of collectibles, the like the fact that I was hunting down specific world boss kind of things to get their grimoire cards. I'm like, what the fuck's up with them? Like I. The Castlefied Fragments and the um, the Siva, the, the Dormant Siva Clusters were annoying as hell to do. They are also some of the most rewarding lore stuff in Destiny 1. Because the Grimoire stuff they gave you was, like, the story they were outlining was insane. Like, the, the, the background information you got for collecting all of them and piecing together the chapters was like, damn, this is some real-ass writing. Mm -hmm. Which, again, it sucks that wasn't in the game. And, like, and there was no way of accessing it from in the game, but I think the, like, the lack of collectibles and the lack of kind of a system around that has... I think it's actually worse than the storytelling some. Like, part of the, the, don't get me wrong. Destiny 1 story was too implied and too kind of vague hero journey. I like the story of Destiny 2. I love a good revenge plot. I, I, I love, we're gonna go put bullets in that dude's face because he fucked us over at one point. But it doesn't feel kind of mystically, otherworldly, out there enough for Destiny. Like, it, it's a very simple plot, and there is some other stuff, like the, the missions you can do after you beat the game in the various um patrol zones fucking badass some of the stuff in there is cool as shit like some of the lore objects you can interact with that give you a little blurb from your ghost has some real fucked up implications of some cool stuff that could happen down the road but it hasn't happened yet and there's not more ways to research it easily so it's like I, being able to revisit it also is something like i have to go find that same little node to interact with again to have my ghost go Hey, did you know all the Fallen are now using the same encryption frequencies? That's weird. And if you're a Destiny 1 fan, you're sitting there going, Oh shit, does that mean there's only one house? Is there one Kel of Kells? Who won? Oh, they're using House of Kings frequencies. Interesting. Did the scheming of House of Kings finally pay off? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I... It... It's definitely an improvement. Like, it's well-delivered. I think the system is well. The story's not bad. I There was some nice stuff around the edges for Destiny 1 I really miss. Yeah, I'm, I was going on a similar boat. I didn't get a really chance to... I obviously, since I didn't play most of Destiny 1, but I can... What I have played so far with Destiny 2, I can really appreciate the direction they're going with it. Yeah, and... So... It's weird. Like, it's the... 
I think I talked about this some last week. The fact that the original planets aren't in Destiny 2 initially didn't bug me, but now it actually really does bug me quite a bit because that game is very obviously built on the same engine. And I, I, I get it. Like, a variety of reasons exist as why they're not there. They should fucking be there. Mm. Like, don't do anything new to them. Just put them in the game. Maybe swap out the enemies you find on them. But they should be there. They could be totally unimportant. They could just be empty spaces to a certain extent. But they should fucking be there. Uh, yeah, I've... I've gotten most yeah. of I've gotten most of my salt out. I got one salt moment before I start getting into positive mode. I guess I have, have you um so you've had more of a reason this time around to get involved with the Destiny community. Um, how mm. much have you been following that? Uh, well, I mean, I was following the whole scandal with the shaders, so I saw you know mainly yeah. mainly the subreddit of what's going on with that. But for the most part, um, I actually haven't had any issues, and I think part of the reason for that, specifically, just to quote Crucible. Uh, you don't have a direct means of communicating with somebody on the other team yeah. to talk shit to them unless you, you know, go out of your way to type a yeah. fucking message up. Yeah. But I kind of, I mean, it, it kind of works, you know? Like, it's not overly upset, but, like, yeah, I think their matchmaking system's kind of broken because yeah. it's either, it's always one-sided for one team, it feels like. Regardless of, you know, if you're losing and you're getting fucking swept, that's, you know, that's that. But okay. then, like, you I get another match... I'm glad I'm not the one that had the experience. Like, my experience with Trials definitely made me go, what the fuck is up with this matchmaking? Yeah, it's kind of around. <laughs> yeah, so, it feels a bit I don't broken. know if that's intended, or if that's just kind of a byproduct of what's going on, but, like, yeah, like, there were some matches I did where I just dominated, and then the very next match, we got fucking destroyed. Yeah, so. yeah, I... Yeah, I... I, try, I keep going back to trials but like trials is really weird for me because i'm not amazing at crucible but i'm pretty okay at crucible like i can i'm not gonna carry a team but if i'm on a at least mildly competent team i can get some shit mm -hmm. done kind of thing you've played with me like i do some weird stuff i have occasionally very good streaks yeah no, no yeah. of course i'm not some mlg player but i'm, I'm okay and I, if we were getting matched with people like no you are way better than i am Mm -hmm. And I get it, this is Trials, but, like, man, there should be a little bit better matchmaking for this. Yeah. So, we'll see where that goes, but, I mean, as of right now, like, that aside, I still really, really enjoy yeah, I, this game. Before we move on from the negative, from kind of salt, I guess, I everyone who got upset about the shader stuff, shut the fuck up. Yeah, that was kind of quick. Yeah, it kind of died really quick. I, it's As someone who's at the end game of that game, you know what I have a shit ton of? shaders <laughs> i have so many shaders i'm it's i i i, I was part of the they were like hey man this kind of sucks and then like i i i'm kind of on luke smith's side now where it's like no fucking go get those fucking shaders you want that one go do the goddamn activity that gets you but suck it the fuck up yeah if i had, i think i think yeah. well the shader scandal wasn't necessarily where to get them. I think it was the fact that they were consumable. Yeah, I, I don't mind that at this point. You know what I'm doing right now? Throwing shaders out I don't want. Mm, true. Like, it's... It's made me care a little bit more about some of the gear I have, but at the same time, like, it's also made me think a couple times, like, oh, I'm going to color this gun with this. 
eh, nah, it's not really worth the shader. I like how it looks now. Like, it's... I've done a very hard 180 on that topic, going from, like, these should be non-consumable to, like, who cares? I, most of these shaders you're never going to care about, so you're going to throw them out. Like, in the ones you do care about, you know where they come from, so you're going to stockpile that shit. Like, uh, mm. the, um, the doll, the, um, not doll, that's a different game, um, the hockey ones, I think, are so fucking cool looking. They're this kind of, like, military beige with orange highlight on them. Yeah, I like the hockey gun too. Like yeah. the auto rifle that they have, yeah. I really like that one. Yeah, I I love the I love the pulse rifle. I love the hockey pulse rifles in the first game. The shader for mm. them though is this really kind of cool military beige that I've been going mm. just hard on with all of my armor. And they have two versions. They have a camo version that's kind of like a digity camo print to it, and they have a non camo version. And I'm like, no, nah, like this is fine. I, I get the annoyance, but at the same time, this is totally fine. I have plenty of shaders all the time. Mm. Especially of the ones I want. Like, it's... At the same time, don't bother with shaders till you get to endgame gear. But at the same time... Yeah. Mm. Nah, it's... So, I guess I have the, the fun toxicity you've missed out on in the Reddit community. Reddit, as always, is the home of Destiny community in many ways, oddly enough. Mm -hmm. uh, it's... There are like there are three fucking factions, and each faction is wrong, and each faction is pissed off the other faction. And basically, it's you have the people that are like mad that people are. You have people that played a lot of Destiny right off the bat. I'm in that group that are like, man, there's not quite as much stuff as I thought there was gonna be, and like it's like no, it's it's the start of the game. It's not like end of the game like we're all used to right now, and. There is less endgame content than there was in Destiny One. The lack of heroic, the lack of heroic strikes, fucking sucks. The lack of a daily story mission kind of sucks. The fact I can't go back and play a story mission whenever the hell I want is a baffling decision. Hmm. And, and I get the meditation thing. It's kind of a cool idea. I, I still want to go back and check out some of those missions again. I thought they were cool. I want to see the cutscenes in them again. I. Yeah. So then you have the second group on the Reddit where it's people that are mad at that first group for whining about how little stuff there is to do. And it's like, you played 100 hours of this the first week it was out. That's insane. Stop complaining. Duh. Yeah. And then you've got the third group that are like, just shut up and play the game. Everyone shut the fuck up. It's been out for three goddamn weeks do you remember what the first month of destiny one was like yeah the raid is already here trials are already here that's like there's more mm. stuff to do shit's not broken there's only one currency i kind of wish there was more than one currency like that we have that really cool roadmap where it's like okay week one game comes out stuff happens week two trials raid it's like oh shit that's the week two that's awesome Week three, it's like, okay, we're giving you a little lesser of a week. We're putting you on Titan. Like, here's what stuff's going to happen. Week four, faction rally. What the fuck's a faction rally? I don't know. I'm super excited to find out, though. Who's going to be there? <laughs> what does it mean? Clan support, it's pretty fucking cool. That being said, if you're in a small-ass clan, clan support, not quite as cool, but still kind of fucking cool. <laughs> it's... The clan system, if you're in a larger clan, like with a bunch of people that play a lot, 
I've heard is just a fantastic system. As much as I love being in the Wicked Few with you and for anyone who might join in the future, our small clan is a negative for us right now. Like, you get awesome loot just for being in an active clan. And it's a really smart move. Hmm. On Bungie's part. It's it. That is a social tool other games should rip off. Yeah, it's little things where it's like if we had 20 people in the clan and um, four of them were like PvP gods and they did trials, that would complete the trials stuff for us. So me and you, who never even might touch trials that week, could get trials gear out of it that way. Hmm. Like, remember last week we did the, um, we did the uh, Crucible thing for it. Everyone who's in our clan can now, uh, after we did that, could get that engram. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a shared Oh, that's experience. right, yeah, because it unlocks yeah. it for the whole yep. clan. Okay. Yep. It's a cool thing. Yeah, that, that, that little system is kind of nice. Little perks for kind of just reinforcing the clan play, yeah. so to speak. So, yeah, no, uh, it, it's a good system. I like the whole setup. And plus, you get that little cool banner specifically yeah. for your clan, and then that levels up as well. As you progress through your clan yep. experience, it levels up the banner that you carry, and those have perks that come with it. Yeah. Oh, no, the, the clan system is a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, you should go out and find the Wicked Few and join us. Yes, we need more people. We, we really do. We Ingrams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess like we're, we're in a happier mood now. You want to move on to stuff you actually liked a lot about the game? I, I know you kind of touched on you like the story delivery, but like I I don't want to end this I, while me being all gloom and doom. I do have some stuff I'm genuinely happy about in the game. I, I think I already touched when I was started off, I think I just tar- already Fair. touched on the stuff I really like. Yeah. So, I mean, there's not much else I think I would want to throw in there other than like, that I liked. Because overall, like, I'm very happy with the Fair. experience. Yeah, I'm glad I got it. Like, Yeah, and I'm in a weird spot because on one hand, I'm super happy. On the other hand, I managed to play like 30 hours of it in one weekend, which mm-hmm. that's too much. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I, since we'll... Just to throw in a little happy note, I like that they fixed the whole system with the Engrams and the way they're decided off in terms of power. Because I think from what you told me before is before you decrypt any of them, uh, or yeah, just put on all the highest light level gear you have. Yeah. Because it will take a snapshot. But now it actually takes a snapshot of that point in yeah. time when you claim it. So that's actually kind of nifty. And it also it also reduces the idea of hoarding certain Engrams because it won't do you any good because they're snapshotted yeah. from the point you earn them. Yeah, at, so. at, I guess moving into happier Charlie topic, like they've made some real smart choices with that game. The fact the Cryptarch doesn't have a level anymore. I, on one hand, I miss the fact the Cryptarch doesn't have a level. On the other hand, that's a real smart move. That's a real mm. smart move. Because it was never totally clear what that level did, except for occasionally give you random stuff. <laughs> None of which you wanted, except for the ships. <laughs> Like, uh, the the Bright Engram system, I know some people are annoyed by it. I think it's a brilliant move. You get the cosmetic items, just, it's like, no, no, just fucking play the game, and you will eventually get potentially anything you've ever wanted from the Everest store. Just, just keep playing. There's no modes of lights. We've replaced it with, like, hey, it's a freebie. There's stuff. Like, you hardcore people, you will eventually get everything just by playing the game. You don't have to spend money. Mm-hmm. it's I I guess probably the biggest thing for me is I I love the new patrol space I love how they've done them I love the new public 
event system for them. I I think each one has a really distinct feel to it. I I'm really excited. I, I love the um, flashpoint system where it's like, hey, uh, go do stuff in those zones. Why? Because it builds towards this meter that gets you rad ass gear if you do it. Oh, that's cool. So just go play. I, I, I love the number of things in the game that are just go play the goddamn game, and here's your guaranteed weekly reward for playing the goddamn game. Yeah. Just go yeah, play. And, and they introduce it really nice, too, because it's like, oh, in order to unlock it, you have to kind of play through it. Yeah. And it kind of, like, it, for a new player, it kind of just fills you in on what's going on. Yeah. So you're not lost. Like, you don't like, like, playing Destiny 1 is absolutely not a prerequisite for playing Destiny Yeah, it, it, they some might even recommend not playing Destiny 1 at this point at all. Yeah. Because it just kind of introduces everything in such a really nice and simple way, you know? Yeah. I, I A lot of really smart choices were made with that game. I, I, I love that the story mode feels like a story mode at the same time. Part of me almost thinks that the way that game should work is like, hey, play the campaign. Welcome to Real Destiny at the end of the campaign. Like, they shouldn't even give you a chance to deviate because, <laughs> like, so you're at the end game stuff now. You understand what I used to, I used to say about how to like, just, just play the campaign. None of this matters gear-wise. None of this matters equipment-wise. Like, none of it matters till the game is over. Hmm. Yeah, it's... I, I, I like Gaul. I liked fighting Gaul a lot. That's a cool boss fight. I... That's right. Yeah. And actually, on the stream, I, thank you for reminding me. On the stream, it was kind of cool the way they set up that fight. Like it was really, yeah. you know, interesting seeing that he, of course, was stealing the light for his own use, and that like there are reflections of your characters, so to speak, yeah. in terms of the abilities you can use in the battle, which yeah. is kind of cool. Indeed. No, that whole thing was beautifully done. Like, yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I really liked the way they presented the story. Yeah. No, it's yeah. I, the story they present I thought was really good. I could use some of the more kind of mysticism stuff around the edges, but it feels like they may start fleshing that stuff in a little bit. It's it's weird. I've been going through some kind of, like, it's... There was once a time where, like, the only game I played for the most part was Destiny. I'd pick the other stuff up and drop it once I was done with it, but, like, I always came mm -hmm. back from to Destiny. It's... But I'm starting to get intrigued by games like Star Citizen and Guild Wars 2 in a weird way where I'm like I kind of want a bigger game and in a weird way like this is definitely a step back in Destiny from where it was at the end of Rise of Iron but I also think they can get back to where they were at the end of Rise of Iron really quickly and if they can get back there in like one DLC I will be really happy where it's like okay start adding new stuff now start expanding at an aggressive rate start like really giving me that larger MMO feel I need like mm. I, I love how the new weekly reset system works. I like the whole the milestone system. I don't like that if I try really hard, I can get an entire week's worth of reset stuff done in a night. And that's some tryhardingness, but at the same time, like, I. On one hand, it's kind of weird that I'm saying it. Like, I shouldn't be able to get the flashpoint, the nightfall the strike, and all the Crucible stuff done in one evening. Mm -hmm. it, it shouldn't be that easy. Like, I'm, I'm not saying, like, make, don't make me have to win more Crucible matches. I, I don't like Crucible that much, but at the same time, I, 
and maybe that's the goal. Like it's you got like a Tuesday night, you can do all your weekly reset stuff, and you're done in theory. If that's the goal, well done. Like it's very well achieved. It's yeah. I want to see what happens towards I guess the faction rally stuff because Destiny One had a couple little little in-game moments they never fully capitalized on, like uh, the Queen's Wrath thing happened once in all of Destiny One, and it never happened again. And people were always very curious if they would do something like that ever again because it was a really cool concept. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Actually, Queen's Wrath was like they had one weekend where um, the Queen from the Reef sent an emissary to the tower, and they were giving mm-hmm. out this really sweet purple gear. <laughs> and you were um, running. It was um, you were running heroic versions of the story missions, and it was like the Queen going like, "Okay, go kill this fucker for me. Go kill this fucker for me." It was always once that boss fights at the end, and they were harder versions, and they like there was talk like, oh, they have mod. Like, the goal is to have like other modifiers on them or anything. But there was armor, like the there was literally some armor in that game you can o- you could only acquire from that one weekend they were doing it, and you could never get it again in the game. Mm. Maybe don't do that, but have more little mini events like that. Like uh, Zer, despite the fact he didn't have anything cool for me this week, really. I love how Zer works. It's reset. It's like, oh, I'm gonna log in. Go check out Zer. Yeah, I have yet to go check on him. Actually, <laughs> he's gone. He's not back till Friday. Oh, okay. Well, then I missed my chance the first time around. He didn't have anything amazing, but at the same time, like arguably, Zer never has anything amazing, except for Galahorn mm-hmm. Day. That was a glorious day. Yes, I heard about that. Actually, I don't know if you know, but they actually added a reference to Zer in World of Warcraft Legion. Yeah, I heard about that at one point. Yeah, he, uh, he like I guess there when you do your daily quest and all that stuff, occasionally strange coins will drop, and you can yeah. buy these super rare items that only he has. Uh, whenever he, you know, and every week the item that he has in stock changes. So, yeah, kind of nifty. Yeah, Zura's become kind of a weird uh, kind of mascot of the franchise in some ways. It's it's weird. Zura's wares felt very nerfed. You only had three things. We used to have like ten. But maybe they'll add some more stuff to them. I, I want them to flesh out vendors a little bit more. I guess I, I've talked to a bunch of people and I don't didn't agree with them at the time, but maybe I do now. I think the loot pool is a little bit shallow. They need more mm. stuff. Mm. But at the same time, I just got a hand cannon. I haven't seen yet in the game anywhere, so I'm not sure how. Valid that complaint is, but I definitely got the same scout rifle like twelve times. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's it's weird because if like if I'm still having these same complaints around Christmas, I think, or kind of around the end of the year, I will be a little bit more annoyed. Like it's weird. Like the game's only been like, we're in the third week of this game being out. Literally, only the third week, and. I, I, I one hand, it's like, yeah, it's, the game's been out for three weeks. And their hand, it's like, the game's been out for three weeks. Shut up. <laughs> Have a little patience. No one should play as much Destiny 2 as you did in a short period of time. You're becoming those YouTube streamer people you hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, but don't get me wrong. It's my complaints. I'm still playing a way too much amount of Destiny 2. I still really like the game. I still think it's... I think that game has lots of potential and could go some really cool places. 
I just wish it would hurry up and get maybe the first one a little bit quicker. Mm. Yeah. Like I, it's it. It feels a little bit like Destiny One. I want something that feels genuinely like Destiny Two. Like a lot of the loose ends that were Destiny One got tied up as part of Destiny Two, just hard resetting that franchise. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and it's not a bad move on their part. Like, I, the fact the game kind of ends where it begins, though, too, is a little bit weird. Hmm. Well, in what sense? Uh, it's so like, the game starts off with you're in the tower. The game ends. That the story for the game ends. Hey, you're in the tower again. You've successfully gone around the world. From not having a tower back to having the exact same tower back, oh, essentially. Oh, okay. That that connection. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm I'm was actually kind of surprised. And I'm sure you you were kind of expecting it. Because I thought the EDC downstairs was the farm. The spot. Yeah, the farm. I guess. I, it's which you can still go to, but like, you know, the actual spot is that tower afterwards. Like, oh, we're back at the tower, which was a nice little surprise. I actually wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, I, it's. I've. My expectation on that topic, I think, was the raid for this. I, I personally thought the first raid was going to be retaking the tower. Mm, okay. And so then the first piece of DLC we were going to get was going to include the tower as a social space. Like, hey, you're now in the tower. You you successfully drove Gaul out. I... I knew we would get back there. I didn't know if we were going to get back there so soon, I guess. Mm. And I I, I like the farm. The farm is cool enough. I like the tower a lot more. I always thought the farm was kind of stupid, I guess, too. It's like, oh, it's... Yeah, okay. This is a thing. Mm. You, you do know that I'm a robot, and this is obviously a cottage. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> But at the same time, I like Hawthorne. I like how she's a humanizing presence in the game. I, yeah, I like I, uh, Everin, uh, Devrim K out in the um, wilderness. I like him. I I love how each zone has kind of like a, a dude that watches over it. Like I, Asher, people don't like Asher's fucking awesome. I like Asher. Yeah. Like every every planet has their own little flavor of kind yeah. of like I I don't want to say guardian, but I guess like keeper their almost. point of contact. Yeah. Keeper, yeah. Like a dungeon master, you, you, almost. Yeah, because then you have, like, failsafe over at Nessus, and she's, uh... She's a doozy. <laughs> yeah. And, like, her story is tragic. Like, the fact, like, the, the story that happens on that planet is you are hunting down um, the remnants of her crew is a sad, very cool story. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, I'm... I, I'm not sure how much you spent time with Asher, but, like, Asher's story is, like, you know I got abducted by the Vex. It's why I have one of their arms. Uh-huh. He's a badass. Like, there's a little line they drop in the raid where it's like, remember that? It's like, yeah, I always wondered why Asher's ghost doesn't talk about the time they spent with the Vex. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> that is some fucking knowledge I didn't have. Mm -hmm. I need to go hang with Asher more. That's That dude's hardcore. He's also an asshole, but maybe he earned it. <laughs> Yeah. No, it, it, it again. It goes. It just kind of goes back to the environment and the, and them telling that story. Like every character feels unique, 
if a character brings something to the table, which is really nice. Yeah, there's up, it's up, it's some really nice personality around. Like, I have Devon Cape, like, I always talk about tea. I'm like, I need to know more about the sniper that's obsessed with tea. Why are you always talking about tea, <laughs> motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it, it's... It's a very solid game, and this is too early to say now, but I yeah. would consider this one of my nominees for Game of the Year. I, it's, I, I think I said last week, like, it's the... If we did a top five, I could very much argue this is, like, a top four, top five slot. I... Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It hasn't distinguished itself enough, I guess, from Destiny 1. Like, and it's... It's weird, because I genuinely do plan on playing a lot more of Destiny 2. Like, I... I've also hit a mild wall where I'm kind of like, maybe you should just wait for the PC version at this point. I don't know. <laughs> You're going to have to keep playing it, but like, I kind of wish I was playing on the PC in some weird way. I like how that controlled a lot. I I don't know. I, I really am enjoying the game an awful lot. I It's like, like, it feels it's at the edge of the Destiny 1 shadow, and it needed to just get out of that shadow a little bit more. Before I can say like, this is game of the year potential, because like it's a- as jackassery as like oh it's Destiny one point seven is it is, mm. which is fine. Like it's again you go back to my initial thing, which is like what do you want? I want more Destiny, and I got more Destiny. Are you unhappy with your Destiny? It could be better, but it's still more Destiny. <laughs> I got exactly what I wanted, and I didn't quite know what I wanted, it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, it's, it, it's, I've also come around, like, the whole shotgun at heavy weapons. Shotguns hit even harder, so I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with this. Yeah, I, I thought that was going to be one of those issues, like, eh, but now, it, like, it kind of just, it just works. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Yeah, <laughs> I... I'm never learning to snipe in Destiny 2. That, that game has made that painfully clear. It's like, oh, it's a heavy weapon now. Yeah, I'm not ever going to do that. Yeah, never, that power ever. weapon, I just, I just run around with the sword and slap the shit out of it. Yeah, the I like the swords. The swords are fun. I, I just love how shotguns feel in that game. I have, I have a couple shotguns that are just fun. Of that and the fact that they made a legendary version of the um, Chaperone, the kind of the slug shotgun I was talking about. It's like, this is cool. I'm a fan. Yeah. Hmm. Anything spoilery you want to talk about? I feel like we've probably exhausted the majority of this topic. Uh, I guess just to dabble a little bit in the story. Did you hear the interesting fan theory they have on Callus? Um, refresh my memory and uh, might as well say it to the listeners. So, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't played yeah, the Leviathan. Yeah, blatant trade. spoiler alert. I meant to throw one up at the beginning of this, too, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess we'll throw it in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, at the end, have you seen at the end of the raid what it looks like when you beat the Leviathan raid? Yeah, some, like, robot thing. Well, it's not robot thing. There are robot copies of Callus himself. Huh. Like, like, replacements of him, so to speak. So, um, I guess the kind of, like, there's a really good video breakdown some guy does. I saw it on YouTube. That talks about the weird theory that Callus actually isn't necessarily a bad guy to you. That in a way he's putting you through trials for what's to come, which is those dark ships that you saw at the end of yeah, the story. I, well, so like for reference, I, I I'm gonna dabble. I haven't done the full raid yet. Like um, you get invited. He's like, yeah, you fucking killed Gaul. Good for you. Cool. Yeah, 
like, and he invites you on his ship. Yeah. He's very much different from, like, other, you know, leaders and commanders of the Cabal. He's very much, like, into the elegance and all that stuff. And so... It's um, the, the, um, the, so the expanded lore stuff on Kallus and Gaul and the Cabal that come up in this game is really interesting because, like, the, at least that... The, the lore paints Kallus as kind of this dude who's like, no, I fucking, like, had the masses back and, like, I threw all the aristocracy and the generals to the masses, and that's how I became emperor. Like I, I overthrew that, and like, uh, what's his name? The um, the commandant or the confidant, uh, Gaul's friend, mm. the one that's like all pissed off. Gaul's not being brutal enough. Like he got fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. he got exiled because he's like, no, we're cabal, we're militaristic, we're not supposed to do this shit. Like you're being nice and like treaties and stuff. No, we should be crushing people. Mm-hmm. And you had Callus, who's like, "Nah, let's let's do diplomacy and talk, and like, let's not do this the way we've been doing it." Yeah, Cause, and, and what they were saying is like, Callus essentially is actually setting you up, and he's recruiting the best of the guardians to, and he's going to become some sort of figure to actually assist for the the void, so to speak, that's coming. Darkness. The void is so, a type of the energy. Darkness. Yeah. Well, the, the darkness. Yeah. So to speak. And so, because he's aware of what the darkness is, yeah. and so, you know, that whole thing. But it's 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 kind of interesting because, like, at the end of the raid, when you defeat it, you're running into a room to collect your stuff, and along the hall of where you are, there are these giant rows of just robot duplicates of Callus. So, they're saying that it's either, like, he's just testing guardians and those who pass his trials... Because in a way, everything he has you do during the raid yeah. is kind of a game and a way to test you, so to speak. So it's also kind of dives into this whole little, it's very much a meta thing that like, it's either he's testing you and the fact that he just has copies of himself is because it, they're kind of emphasizing that they have several guardians who are coming through to do the trials of his raid to see if they're worthy. Well, and, and so anybody also, who... like, for reference, hard mode and prestige are on the way. Mm-hmm. And hard mode does remix the raids a little bit. Yeah. And then other, somebody else was quoted, or somebody else was saying that, they were commenting that maybe it's like a meta joke, saying that the reason there's so many copies of Kalos is that Guardians every week come back to kill him. So <laughs> they kind of have a production line, yeah. quote-unquote, so to speak, of... Of, of him. No, and like, but, uh, I, um, you never really kind of were around for a major raid dropping. And like, uh, there are people like, so those, this is almost two raids in one because there's this whole maze of stuff you can use to get around parts of the mm-hmm. raid. Like, there's a whole like sub layer of like caverns to crawl through and shit like that. Like, it's, th- there's been some guesses that like maybe we haven't actually beaten the raid yet, even. Like, we've, we've beaten mm-hmm. the raid, but not the real raid. That too. That could be it. Yeah. But uh, I do like that we're stepping into like fan theory territory with some of the story, and that yeah. and that also just kind of speaks on how good the story is, no, and, and how it like is luring you in. What, what you're touching on is the stuff Destiny One did really well—the kind of around the edges, mystical, implied stuff, where it's like it's not ever, mm. we're not we're not ever going to confirm this. Like that's where the Grimoire cards were really cool because they were full of like. They were full of lore that was around the stuff you did. It's like, hey, um, you did the Vault of Glass. Cool raid, right? Yeah. It's actually the point where the Vex are using to control time by converging it. What? Mm. 
Hmm. Like, it's there if you want to dig, but it was, it's like, no, you can enjoy the raid and not know what the fuck it was, or you can, like, get really into what the fuck was that raid. Yeah. What are the implications? Hmm. Yeah. No, I... I'm definitely be sticking with it. I, I, I'm looking forward to that raid. Yeah, and I'm, of course, looking forward to the PC release, which we kind of t- like touched on briefly. Yeah, but... they... Yeah. Cross saves, please cross save. Please oh, cross yeah. save. Oh. Yeah. And we know it's doable because we just had an incident with Fortnite accidentally having crossplay on between the consoles. Yeah, I the more I think on the why the fuck doesn't the um I, I get no crossplay, fine, whatever. Cross save. It's the, the, your data's stored on a Bungie account, not your PSN account. Exactly. It, 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 from a business sense, it makes absolute sense to do cross save. Yeah. You know, and there are people out there, like, especially again, we'll, well, I'll mention Reddit on here. People who are like, I'm ready to buy three copies of the game for all the consoles so I can play with different groups of friends. Or, or you know, platforms. I won't say consoles because the PC is not a platform or a console per se. But yeah, like people were openly saying, I will buy all three platforms. Yeah. Or versions of the game just to be able to you know do cross save compat or yeah. cross save potential. Yeah. So. so if you're out there, Bungie, please. Yeah. Bungie, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't don't get into that. <laughs> don't get into that. That's a dangerous road to go down. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason that's a tag in the Destiny subreddit. So, ah. so I can filter those posts out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, that's Destiny 2. Probably more thoughts on it as stuff happens in it. Mm-hmm. It'll definitely be a uh, a talking point from, you know, whenever there's updates or patches and things like that yeah. in Destiny 2. There will be a reserved talking point at some point. Yeah. For that game. Yeah. Kind of like how I do with Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. I just, it's weird. This is not quite enough to talk about in some ways on a weekly basis because the weekly reset is the weekly reset. I, it's, I, I'd love some mini events to start kicking off or something, like something that make it feel a little more alive. Mm hmm. Yeah. What level are you at this point, or what light level are you? 259, 260 now. Okay, almost ready for Nightfalls. Yeah. Well, Nightfalls, you need 240. I believe it's 240 yeah, or 260. Yeah, just because you can go in doesn't mean you're ready. Okay, that's fair. Well, I'm like, still working on like it. Like, the so. raid is 260. <laughs> it's advised to be 270. Hmm. At least. Yeah, I probably, it's like, I, I was doing the raid at like 278. It's like this, like a couple more light levels might not be a bad thing for this. Nightfall especially because of the goddamn timer. Mm. I love yeah. the timer. I hate the timer. I love it though. It's kind of a cool twist. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's going to be our Destiny 2 long discussion. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um. Let's go about do it for this podcast. Uh, we got content going up on the channel. Um, we, we seem to be settling into a Destiny live stream once a week of some kind. Uh, 
-hmm. Hopefully Alex will be an endgame activity level soon so we can start really kind of hammering those endgame activities. But, yeah. That is the plan. That is the plan moving forward. Um, mm -hmm. Content may be a little weird for the month of October and a chunk of November because I will not have access to any of my normal gear, but I think that shouldn't be too apparent to most. I got plans. Big yeah. plans. Charlie's going to go battle the devil in a Crossroads-esque duel with his guitar. Oh, I wish I could play the guitar that well. <laughs> you can take on, uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve Vai. Yeah. Since we referenced him that last time. And his pants. I Yes. <laughs> I, I, I could probably take Steve Vai. I'm not sure I can take Steve Vai's pants. Some things are mm. too powerful. Agreed. But, yeah. You know, you, you know who can beat Steve Vai, though? The Karate Kid? Ralph motherfucking Macchio. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've been reading too many things lately about how Ralph Macchio is actually the villain of um, the Karate Kid that I'm like, I can never think of that character the same ever again. Really? Like, just weird, like... Different perspective things uh, of... Uh... There, there are a variety of... There, there are... God, I know it's famous from How I Met Your Mother, but there's a variety of like interpretations of that movie where it's like, what, you, you mean Ralph Macchio's character who wins a tournament with an illegal move? Hmm. Like, specifically designed to, like, cripple and fight this one kid? Like, that's not fighting at that point. That's, like, specifically targeting. Mm-hmm. It's like, and what's he mad about? He got beat by the other kid who was better. And then hmm. launches into him. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's a bit of a stretch, but it's also like, this is an interpretation of this movie. I'm like, this is oddly compelling. Oh no, it makes me a bad person. <laughs> yeah. I think we exhausted our options. Yes. On our, uh, anything you want to pick our... or now? Uh, other than, you know, uh, we're, we're kind of, you know, as Charlie mentioned earlier, settling down to do so at least a once a week stream of Destiny 2. Yeah. And so you, you can catch us on, I believe it's Twitch, uh, YouTube gaming. Uh, I don't know if you ever set up Mixer for uh, it we, yet. We have a Mixer. Okay. Mixer, Periscope, and of course, vapes.tv. Um, also Twitch, also, um, you stream, um, we're on lots of stuff. If there's something called yeah. SWS Live or something with Good Studios, it's probably mm -hmm. us. Yeah. And so once a week is the goal, but, you know, depending on whatever schedules yeah. and things like that come up, the goal is to once a week stream, of course, on the actual Selfie Wicked Studios channels. Uh, you can also catch me on Mave Online across the board for most of my stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, um, and if you're looking for a clan, join the Wicked Few. We could use more people. It's... Mm -hmm. It's uh, there's a link to it at the bottom of all of our Destiny content, and you can find it in the Bungie directory. There's also a larger group called the Wicked Legion, uh, which does not get you clan perks. So, if you don't want to commit, but maybe you want to wind up in a video or something, hit that up. Yep, and of course, uh, we I think we're also including this in the in the links of all the the podcast stuff and whatnot. Uh, link to our Discord. We're kind of yes, ramping that there, stuff up as well. There is a SW. There's a something with Studios Discord now. Yes, and so I'm always usually signed on my phone. So if you pop in and you got any questions or whatnot, yeah. you know, feel free to say hi on Discord. We're there. One of us will respond. 
I can definitely say that I'll be, probably be the one responding because I'm logged on to Discord on my phone. I'm logged in at work. As I so. travel. Oh, well, there you go. So, yeah. Uh, if you're looking for a Discord to kind of hang out and say hi and drop any comments and stuff like that, maybe we'll get you featured in uh, yeah. the comment section of the podcast next week or something. Yeah, that would be fun, actually. We're not yeah. going to do live call-ins yet because that would be crazy. That is gonna, that's going to be a fun experiment. <laughs> I know how to do it, sadly. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So yeah, I I think that's uh I think that's it unless we miss something. Nah, cue the metal. Charlie, I'm surprised you've you've heard the reference "Banish the Shadow Realm," right? I, yes, I'm familiar with Yu-Gi-Oh. Charlie used to play that game. Yes, uh, I did. Well, see, I didn't know it was a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. I know it from the FGC because when somebody gets destroyed completely and utterly destroyed, they uh, okay, l- they're l- like, oh, they've been banished to the Shadow Realm. Let me explain this one to you. Um, okay. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh has a thing called the Shadow Realm, where if you lose certain people in Yu-Gi-Oh, they banish like the shitty part of your soul to the Shadow Realm using ancient pharaoh card bullshit. magic bullshit. And, and it uh, traps Yugi's grandfather in a cod. That too, yes. <laughs> that, that's Shadow Magic, not the Shadow Realm. I thought he was in the Shadow Realm during I, that. No. Uh, Seto sure. Kaiba gets like half of his soul sent to the Shadow Realm, but I, I, I digress some. Um, <clears throat> Yukio has that weird distinction of being a shitty anime that a lot of people watched but was also, like, super quotable in some weird ways, and more importantly, super memeable. I honestly think that the popularity of the Abridged series did help the popularity of the actual series. <clears throat> well, I know they make that reference for, like, Dominion. They'll, they'll reference that. But not necessarily Shadow Realm, but... <clears throat> yeah, it's... They'll reference him, yeah. You gotta say, that, that reference is, like, 2001 old. Mm. Yeah. That's how fucking far it goes back. Google first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! A half hour into the first airing of that episode in the States was the first fucking Shadow Realm reference. Ah. Hmm. And I wish I was kidding. That episode literally ends with Yu-Gi banishing half of some dude's soul to the Shadow Realm for losing at cards. And um, we are close to the birthday of what you just mentioned. It aired in the United States, September 29th, 2001. Shit, I was First right episode? about the year. Damn. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> Kaiba overhears Yugi Moto telling his friends that Solomo Moto, Yugi's grandfather, has a rare card. The Blue Eyes White Dragon. The fucking opening premise for that show... It's the most insultingly dumb thing ever. Like, some multinational billionaire who, like, may or may not have some real shady arms connections and, like, spends his time being the best in the world at a card game for children and building holographic technology to make that that card game, like, frighteningly real 
tracks down an old man and like puts his ass in a coma for having a rare <laughs> yep. ass card. Yep. That's what you get for having stuff that I want. Basically, yeah. yeah. I'm the richest orphan since Batman. Richer. <laughs> Richer. <laughs> oh, like, I love the abridged series. Shut up, Mokuba. Well, and then on top of that, like the show has to redcon out the fact that like the main character has a super beast in the deck by having another character throw the fucking cards off a boat. And then another character dives in after them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going into the next preamble. I don't know. I <laughs> Jeff and Charlie lightly explain the first episode I, of Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, first season. I I have some weird feelings about that show. Yeah. Like, and maybe they come from the fact that I used to play the game, and for like the mm -hmm. first three fucking seasons of that show, they didn't use the actual card games rules. Oh, and that yeah, pissed God, me no. off to no end. Did you just summon three blue eyes white dragons in one turn? Yeah, what of it? <laughs> Based on you know that's rules? like illegal, right? <laughs> I, I love the fact that they made like, hey, we put the fucking rules into the game, like a plot point from like the fourth season. Like a character has to go, oh, you can't do that. There are different rules now. And I'm like, you mean the rules we've been fucking playing as? <laughs> All of a sudden, Yugi has to start giving two shits about, like, oh, now I have to do synchro summons. God damn it, it when are they going to stop releasing sets? It wasn't that, <laughs> it was just sacrificing. Like, if the sacrifice yep. system for that game was, like, a weirdly important thing that doesn't show up in the first couple seasons, where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to put down a bunch of seven-star monsters and me sitting there going, you can't fucking do that! Why is no one playing a life burn deck? Why aren't they cheesing it out like I do? <laughs> uh, because most... that's not themed, and every character has to have a has to do a uh, tribal theme. It's totally a theme, <laughs> like necromancer I... or something or vampire. That's what my deck was. It was a vampire deck. Okay, well then that, that's the answer. It's a vampire themed deck. I, I literally because I did. I guess because that didn't match up with the comedic relief that they pre-established playing bugs and fucking dinosaurs. I guess or, I don't uh, know harpies. We're not gonna talk about my. <laughs> my name's My <laughs> Valentine. No, it's not subtle. We're not gonna talk about the sluttiest character ever on kids TV. Isn't that going to the redhead from One Piece? On kids TV. That was on four kids. I. I think Mai's got her beat. I. I mean, this one's open I'm, for discussion. I don't think we I'm, have. To genuinely curious where you can't set that up and then be like i'm not gonna talk about it now no it's been set up it's been hyped too much you gotta uh, tell me. so redhead I, I i i'll give jeff a close second the difference being like that's a pirate show and like that's a show that was intended for not kid audiences like watered down for american kid audiences which sucks i don't they did not change the character of my valentine at fucking all for the Yu-Gi-Oh! TV show. Like, so, I guess to take it back, she's, like, some super busty supermodel lady whose who's, um, playing card deck's theme is fucking Dominatrix. Hmm. 
Oh no, my harpies. Basically, yeah. Like, the entire deck revolves around not just harpies, but harpy sisters that are, like, geared up with whips. <laughs> Is there any way we can just like tack this entire conversation on at the end of the podcast? Be like, <laughs> I, here's your bonus thing. We got really off topic I, in the preamble. I, I might allow it. I, I honestly might allow <laughs> it. Yeah, no, like I, it's. I, I I will give you that. Like in her original intended format, Nami from um, One, One Piece, Piece might take this, but like again, that show wasn't aimed at kids. Like that. That's. Kind of like whereas Yu-Gi-Oh always was aimed at kids. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like that show. Like, well, let me back up. No, the manga was not for kids. That manga was like fucking dark in the most amazing way possible. But and it had Zork. That too. <laughs> yeah, I, I really wish that the first like quote season of the manga made its way into the TV show with like knife games and Yugi just like straight lighting people on fire in parking lots and calling it a game. It's like, arson, the game! And I'm like, that's not a game! That's rad as shit, but, like, how is that a game? I got this bully problem. Okay, how are you going to fix that? I'm going to put a stack of them, like, a thousand bucks on my hand, and we're going to take turns stabbing a knife into it, and the first person to stab through their hand loses. The fuck? <laughs> 